It's Saturday hey. morning. Oh. You know what that means. The Comics Pals are live for another edition of our main show. We are Marco-less, uh, but Tyler's here. Hi, I'm Marco today. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know about uh, that. What, what would Marco say? Um, uh, shit, does he have a catchphrase? I don't pay attention, Marco. What's up? He says, yo, let's go. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yo, let's go. That did it, right? Wow. It's that like, was... it's, mm, no, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Trust and me, Kale. Kale's here things... uh, on the Kale, What's of... up, hot dog? <laughs> you better do people. Well. Highly offensive, most likely. Um, <laughs> give it some uh, time. Like, thank you, Kefis. You don't need thank to you, get Kefis. right into racism. You can, right. <laughs> you can go wait like five to, to To be fair, it wasn't, it wasn't even going to be like crazy. <laughs> But then, but then I went. Hold on a second. <laughs> Let me think this through. Well, you know what? That's growth kill because I think in in years prior you would have just said it and uh, regretted and, and it. To be later. fair, you would have turned red. The kale. To be fair, uh, Marco knows all about growth, so <laughs> or things growing. Um, so um, I nope. Yep. Yep. Trust me, there are things we can't say, but but we. Cake did get a haircut. Thank you for asking. Yes. How okay, Kale? Can I ask you a question? How often do people mistype your name as Cake? Does every phone have autocorrect? Um, not the LG Motorola Chocolate. Yes. Okay. Let's say hello to some people, some party people in the chat. Uh, we got uh, Kefis. We got Catherine Stars. Uh, say happy birthday to Catherine today. Or oh, yesterday was Catherine's birthday. Catherine, happy birthday. Oh, hold on. I got a wow. call. This is uh, Shanana has called us. Uh, they are <laughs> having a cease and desist. <laughs> Unreal. Uh, the medic. Hey, what's up? The medic. Welcome. Sylve. What's up? I see Sylv? you, Catherine. Oh man, we've got we've got a show for you guys. Um, we got a lot to talk about. This is episode two hundred and ninety nine of the show, which means that next week we've been doing we've been doing this too long is what it means. Well, <laughs> listen, uh, we're gonna shake things up. Last year we got rid of our peas. Um, <laughs> you know, this year I had to bring in some cues. <laughs> Uh, we're going to be talking about. I'm a, I'm a Q. Um, <laughs> if this was a Star Trek podcast, that would. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. I was going somewhere different with that one. But as since we're on the topic, um, pizza what? parlors, guys, let's talk about Pizzagate. <laughs> uh, Pro or against? You know, masking our children. No, okay, let's. All right. Let's, I don't want people to think that we're we're. We already got the NFT crowd here. Let's. Uh, right. We just need the clicks. That's <laughs> true. Um, we're going to be talking about alleged Fantastic Four casting mm. uh, mm -hmm. leaks. So that should be fun. Uh, there's a new Namor comic coming. I wonder why. Uh, Scott Stein, Scott Steiner, huh. Scott Snyder, <laughs> dude. I have said I'm Zach tempted. Snyder. I'm, I'm, I'm tempted, Sean. Tempted to what? Just go off into the, the Steiner math promo. <laughs> if you don't have the audio of it, you can't do it. Oh, I was going to try and do it from memory, but I can't. So it, it, it ain't <laughs> happening. Yeah. Uh, 
and uh, we, we, we are going to be talking a little NFT. Uh, Chris Jericho, speaking of wrestlers. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and then we're going to, in the main topic, we're going to talk about the comics that defined the 2010s. Uh, the 2010s, you know, big deal, big deal in comics. Lots of interesting things happened in those years, so we're gonna we're gonna dissect them. Uh, welcome, Harrison. Harris. He's a, not all. You see, not all podcasts are created equal. That's right. Uh, That's damn right. Harris, if you want to um, go into the full Steiner math promo and just edit it to be about podcasts, feel free. I'll I'll read that in the chat as we're you know not what? Allowed, that, but that would be really fun for next week. What is it? Oh, actually. God. Harris, if you want to record yourself doing the Steiner math promo, oh. I will put it on the show. <laughs> That's a good idea. The I will Steiner put that math on the show. Yeah. Promo is uh, this wrestler, Scott Steiner, who is known for cutting nonsense promos. Oh, is he's, a, he's a genetic describing freak. how much of a chance in percentage he and his <laughs> opponents have of winning a match at sacrifice. A Which is a, 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 a three-way match. So A three-way match. That sounds tremendous. It is one of the best things that you'll ever see in your life. And I highly recommend it. Everyone who can hear my voice right now, stop what they're doing, including you, Kale, and go watch that. Even Catherine's like, I don't All watch right. wrestling, but I know what that is, and I love it. It's fantastic. It is. It's fucking Petey Williams as, uh, as Minnie Scott Snyder behind him, too. Uh, would, yes. we get, uh, would we get DMC'd if we, um, if we played, played that? Um, oh, yeah. I'd be willing to do it after the show. Yeah, like after, if the we show. after the show. We can do that after the show. I'll get it ready yeah. for after the show. Yeah, I'll get it ready. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk about a new show. Um, I, it just came out. I was watching it. Uh, Miss Marvel. Did you guys catch it? it I've heard know. of this. I've heard of this yeah. show. I heard this is a television show. Yeah, uh, but I mean, also I, I it, it is on the Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Yeah, I watched it. Um, the first no, episode. No, yeah, I watched it. Yeah. Yeah. You only yeah, watched I mean, the first episode? That's all that's out. It's brand new. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, uh, yes, and um, I only watched the first episode as well. Oh, good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so we should talk about that. Uh, I, Kel, have you, wa you watched the first episode? I have not seen the first episode, so no spoilers. Oh, shit. Oh. No spoilers, Keep it out of the, the spoiler club here. All right. The ones I sent into your DMs the other day, but. Hey, you stay out of my DMs. You're not Michael. Cool. Uh, I know you're home yeah. alone this week, so. Whoa. <laughs> I'll stay out of your DMs. I'll just pull up to your house. Um, on the wrong side of the street, too. Uh, this week on um, Palace Pools, we were talking about ships, like shipping each other. Yeah. Like, yeah. which? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we want uh, uh, fan fiction. Uh, you want slash fic of us? Yes, I do. Oh, uh, yes, I do. Somebody's gonna fucking put feet ones for me. I fucking know it. God damn it. Catherine, get to work, queen. Catherine does uh, slash fic, right? Am, am I am I right about that? Mm -hmm. Did I? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. <laughs> so yeah, so we were talking about that. So tell us what what pair what comics pals pairings. You guys, I mean, there's only about there's only about like a 33.3 percent uh, chance of us being uh, matched together. So, <laughs> I, we said you and I would probably be the crack ship. Uh, what does that mean? The one that you don't think of first. Mm, like Marco mm -hmm. and I are obvious. We're Betty and Veronica. We're Endgame. Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah okay. 
Sean and I are too uh, too different. Hmm. I think we're too similar. Is that what it was? Well, I think it's I both. Can see, I, think I can see we're, both. Yeah. Yeah. And and then okay. it would be a sitcom. You know, like same same yeah. but different sort of thing. But I think I think you and I are just a little too. Uh, you you don't think of us hmm. in that way, I guess. I'm also newer on the show, so I have le- I have less of a lore attached to me. Yeah, there's um, not the so. chemistry's not there yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Kefis says multiple kales like sinister. That cracked me up. Uh, oh, good one. <laughs> Catherine says Tyler X Kale, Marco X Sean. I see it. I see it. I do not see it. Uh, uh, the medic says I'm going to have to say Sean with his hand with a lot of tears over Cheetah. Did wow. something happen to Cheetah? Did I miss something? Did something happen with Cheetah? Cheetah exists. <laughs> so, oh, right. Something's gonna happen with it's Cheetah. I wanted to talk about Miss Marvel. Why are we talking about Cheetah? Miss right Marvel. Now? Let's talk about the Nur. The Nur? Is that how you pronounce it? <laughs> no. The Nur? I don't know how. In the show, the the energy from the other. Oh. Yeah. They, I, what are you talking? They haven't described it yet. So what are you talking about? Um, uh, my uncle works for Disney. Oh. Wow, yeah. that's pretty sick, dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, tell him I, I I need to meet with, um, uh, Feige. I, I, shit, I would love to meet with Feige. Trust me, I'm telling him to get me a get me a, a meet with a uh, Haley Steinfeld for a while now, and it ain't working. So <laughs> that's who you want to meet with. <laughs> <laughs> I like Hawkeye. Big fan. Fair, fair enough. Um, yeah. I need. <laughs> I needed to meet with uh, uh, Kat Dennings about a thing. Um, but Miss Marvel, my God. All right. Yes. So the first episode was phenomenal. I really, really loved it. It was really fun. It, uh, it is a really good show. <laughs> yeah. Like Avengers Con is a place I need to be. <clears throat> and I'm getting deja vu, actually. <laughs> It's just, you know what? It's the first of the shows that I feel like, and and frankly, like even a lot of the movies don't get this, where it nailed the spirit of the book. Mm-hmm. It really felt like an issue of the comic brought to life, and they did such a good job. Did you see that it is the highest rated um, Marvel Cinematic Universe property out there in terms of uh, critics' ratings? Of all time or like of, of all time. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I, based on what I saw in the first one, like, sure. Yeah. It's very, very good. Um, I can't wait to watch more. Like, I can't wait till they drop more episodes because I'm going to devour them every week. Just like I'm devouring this bit. <laughs> I heard. I don't know. <laughs> I heard a rumor about something that was going to happen later on mm. that. Mm. I'm really mm-hmm. upset that I heard. So now I have to catch up. Oh, okay. I, and right. how could you not have heard it? So, it was like, so. it was, they might, people are shouting it from the mountaintops. Jesus Christ. We're I not going to watch the show. Yeah. We won't, don't worry about spoilers here, but. And don't yeah. worry, you actually hear it as well. So. <laughs> Remember that once you get to, uh, once the last episode comes out, Sean. Oh, all right. I got it. I I got it. Thanks, thanks, Tyler. Yeah, just I know what you mean. 
Open nice your spoiler. ears. Open your nice ears. Spoiler. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep watching it. And, um, you know, when it's over, we'll talk about it. Um, but before we get to all that, I do want to uh, let you guys know how you can support the show. Of course, our links are always in the description of anything that we do. Uh, and on the screen, you can actually see all of our socials and all of our stuff. But I do want to shout out patreon.com slash the comics pals where for as little as three dollars a month you can support the show and get our newsletters um this month we are going through something it's very evident in the newsletters uh my man marco wrote a 36 page uh this section of of romance manga uh tyler's getting lifted off god bombs Take that for what it Yo. was, what you will. Yo, I, uh, I I drank that God bomb, and then afterwards, I, because uh, I'm a, a single guy living by himself now, I left the, the drink on my living room table, um, and I woke up in the morning, and I guess the lime had uh, coalesced with the charcoal that was in the drink. Um, it looks very gory, I will say. Huh. So. Did you leave a God bomb in the bathroom? Uh, no, no, no. I know how to handle my booze, Sean, because I drink a lot of it. Right. Um, I already have my. I already have ideas for the next one. I, I bought some new ingredients for it. So nice. um, I bought uh, rock candy. There will be rock candy in the next one. Oh no. Um, Harris says I really like the Thor movie review. Thank you. Yes, our Thor Love and Thunder review is out. Uh, it is full spoilers, so you're gonna want to make mm -hmm. sure that you've seen it or that you don't care. Um, but yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. <clears throat> but uh, speaking of Harris, Harris is one of the people among several in this chat who are members of our Patreon at the $10 tier. $10 or more gets you a shout out on the show and a superhero or supervillain nickname for the Palsverse. Uh, so thank you to Thunderstruck Rebecca Alejandro, the Night Stalker Harris Najinsky. Brian Demolisher Del Pozo, Julissa the Jaguar, and Random Rocio, the Courageous Kunaladas, Kevis the Incorruptible, the Great Destroyer, Hyper Viper 89, Momentum Mike Elliott, Starcross Catherine Stars, and Indestructible Indy Aaron. Where is Trapzord? That's Trapzord. Where is Trapzord? We need, we need, I feel like if Trapzord's not Trapzord. here, it's not a real episode of the Pals. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's odd. Um, if you want to watch this show live, Twitch.tv slash the comics pals every single Saturday morning at 1015 Eastern and Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern for Pals Pools. Weren't we missing a uh, Nihilus's uh, power that I gave him last week? Oh, shit. That's right. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got I to gotta add that to the list. What, uh, what was his name again? Uh, it was uh, the Hellspawn. The, 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 the Hellspawn scribe. Scribe, Hell's yes, that's scribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And you know what? Spawn. You know what's so yeah. messed up, Tyler? Hmm. Gave him a nickname. He didn't even know. Didn't hear the show. He was too busy scribing. Mm. Wow. Yeah. You know they don't get podcasts in hell. <clears throat> oh, they do. <laughs> it's all my favorite murder. Uh, the, huh. They get. They get. Yeah. The, but they don't the talk about bucks. the murder. It's just the. It's just the. The, the bits in between. <laughs> He didn't even hear it. No. Wait, wait, what'd you say? <laughs> I was too busy coming up with my own bit. I'll find it when I edit the show, I guess. Yeah, leave that little uh, Easter egg in there for him. Fair enough. 
Fair enough. Um, I'll actually have to listen to the audio. Jeez. And just a quick reminder, I'll say it again. Episode 300 is next week. And we would love for you guys to submit your, you know, any like kind words you want to say, thoughts about the show. Um, not this week's show necessarily, but big picture thoughts about the show. Um, you can submit video uh, and we'll add it. You can submit audio and we'll add it. You can write in at the comicspals at gmail.com or leave a comment on YouTube. If you want to submit a video or audio file, though, send it to our email. That's the easiest way. So, again, the comicspals at gmail.com. And if you're worried about it, all you should do is just uh, record a voice memo on your phone and you can email that straight to us. No big deal. Yep, exactly. But we do have comments from the listeners to read today. So, Tyler, why don't you take it away? Why, yes, I will. All right. So let me scroll down here. Yep. All right. So on episode 298, uh, does the MCU need the Avengers? Uh, Dan Trudeau. There we go. Hello. Uh, Yes, I'm older, 46 to be exact, in terms of the MCU and the Avengers. Did your back just give out there, Cal? Just thinking about that. 46. I remember those days. Wow. 46 to be exact. In terms of the MCU and Avengers, I think the absence does have an effect because building towards an Avengers movie is the model the franchise was built on. Without that, it feels like they're throwing balls of mud at the wall to see what sticks. In theory, it shouldn't matter. You shouldn't need an ongoing meta story to create a good individual superhero movie, but Phase 4 seems to be proving how vital it is to the specific universe. I think that's a good point. I think yeah. that um, the MCU is what it is and i think there are a lot of people who want it to be something different um and it's not going to be like it is a large story that's never ending just like the comics you know it's it's marvel comics in film form um and if you haven't accepted that you know a 14 years down the road i mean you gotta you gotta get with it and in terms of how that affects the movies, we're conditioned that that's how it is. So phase four not having that, um, I don't think that this group of movies... Look, I'm not saying that Thor Love and Thunder would be a better movie if, like, Kang were in it, right? Like, if the, if an after credit scene had Kang. It's not... It doesn't go from a... I gave it a four. It doesn't go from a four to a seven, just because of that right like the movie's got to be good first but it does help when you know at least for me um and i would imagine this is probably true for a lot of people who watch these movies when you know that what you're watching is its own thing but it's also a piece of a larger thing that all connect that was something that made the previous phases feel special and it's not making or the absence of that is making this phase one of the things that's making this phase feel not special one of the other stats I've read about Phase 4 is that the runtime, because of all the TV shows, is longer than Phases 1, 2, 3 combined. Yeah, yeah. So just there was in a graph terms that was put of, out, yeah. I think, mm-hmm. in the Discord that was like, Phase 4 is 49 and a half hours or something. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, you know what? I'm certainly the biggest fan of the MCU on this show, uh, and I think it's too much. Um, I, I would like to see them not necessarily scale the movies back so much, but maybe, um, the shows, I think have a, have a better reason for them to exist. And 
Um, don't I don't know. Like they feel don't, like they're missing something. Don't worry, they're gonna they're gonna announce a scale back uh, next next week at oh, uh, yeah. Hall H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look, we get it. We tried something; it didn't work. We're gonna we're gonna take it back. We're gonna focus on quality over quantity. Don't the, worry. You're doing a great. Uh, uh, just some poor, did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's a train outside my house. Apparently, um, I was gonna say that was a great Kathleen Kennedy impression uh, talking about Star Wars. Um, yeah, someone over there's got that actually a happened. Brain in their head. Yeah. Dan, you know what, Dan? If there was an award, we should do that at the end of the year. Best commenter, best best fan commenter, or listener rather. Front runner, Dan right there. Up, yeah, Dan would be up there. I like the really shitty comments though that sometimes you don't read or, or the ones that like are so shitty you bring them on the show and you roast them. Those are my favorites. We haven't gotten one of those in a while though. Yeah, so. we yeah. haven't gotten. Yeah. I, I wish, you know, if you if you if you don't like the show, write in. Let us know. <laughs> if you're like, a total chud, if you're a total chud, uh, feel free to comment. Yeah, if you have a problem with like Miss Marvel because she's brown, you know, if you hated Thor Love and Thunder because it had, you know, a a woman Thor in it, like if those are the kinds of things that bother you, right? Write in. Feel free. We'll platform those views. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, only, only to shit on them. Oh, like in that way, we're like the boys. We'll we'll bring up your shit idea, your shit take, but only to roast it. Yeah, we're city boys. City boys. Yeah. Um, all right. Should I get to the next one, Sean? Yeah, let's do it. Thanks, Dan. And and by the way, forty six. Frankly, it's the new like twenty six, dude. Yeah, dude, that's, that's Silver Fox territory, you know, like uh. <laughs> just an audible groan. <laughs> I couldn't even tell which one of that which one of you that came from. I wasn't that sure if that came me. from me or not. <laughs> all right, Chillmonger. It was related uh, to myself. Sorry, not okay, related. All right, all right, all right. So uh, Chillmonger <laughs> commented, I assume on the same episode. Um, did you just say muty and I don't see jeans? Was he quoting me? He's quoting you, yes. Uh, that was the best joke, maybe, that's ever been said on this show. And so I don't I'm see glad. jeans. Good. Yeah. I, you said muty when we were talking about, um, I don't know, we were talking about some shit. And, <laughs> Man, and I, I said, said a slur you, on the show. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah, said, did you yeah. just say muty? And then you said, I don't see jeans. Yeah. <laughs> Only gray. Um, oh, my God. Like. How vapid is that? <laughs> Just reading comments of funny shit that we said and then laughing about it again. Kevin, I don't remember what the fuck I say on this show. <laughs> Listen, it's funny if it's funny. I don't know. Yeah. My brain, uh, um, I think I was describing someone, describing myself to someone the other day. It might have been my therapist. Um, uh, as uh, uh, hating to have dead air in any aspect of life means my brain is constantly thinking of something funny to say which makes me real annoying to myself. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's what my brain is like. Let's get into it. Uh, instead, let's talk about Matt Murphy on the Thor Love and Thunder review. Um, he said, uh, love to see Sean turning into me. Ooh, that's a bad thing. Yes. Speaking of, speaking of therapy. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, well, I need it. Uh, yeah, you know what? As it relates to phase four of the MCU... I don't know. Maybe Matt's onto something. A little bit of something. A pinch of something. Yeah, knowing Murphy, he's 
you know, dumping the gallons of uh, Marvel hate onto the uh, 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 the world. As I saw Thor next to him, he was literally groaning during the movie. Like that groan Sean just gave yeah. uh, happening every 10 minutes right yeah. next to me. I thought he was maybe enjoying it too much. I'm like, yeah, I know Natalie Portman's on screen, but dude, like, relax. Come on. Eric, got, why, got, would you, why would you join the stream just to say Gen Con? What the? He's asking if you're going. Sean, That's is there exactly going to be a, a, a Comics yeah. Pals uh, uh, appearance at, uh, at Gen Con this year? I'm trying to go to Gen Con. Gen yeah. Con? <laughs> What's um, Gen Con? It's a Gen- convention of all the genders. Wow. That, oh. yep. that would be Gender Con. And uh, that would probably be a... Never too many mind. syllables. Too many um, syllables. Uh, Catherine says, Pals Awards, then y'all can dress up. I'd love that. I'll dress up too. I'm going to dress up as a black dude who's comfortable in his own home. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> you want to know what's funny? Um, I look like Ted Danson at the at the, uh, <laughs> the Emmys. <laughs> he dressed up as a black dude? Yeah. Uh, yeah, wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, Wait, it, was, it was it was black this was this like, is when he was dating was uh like, he was dating uh, Whoopi Goldberg I believe yeah oh yeah. and it was uh late late eighties yeah, yeah it was um, it was like far enough along where like blackface like was known to be not okay you know what I mean yeah. like it was Wait, never yeah. okay but he, he was doing blackface yeah oh, big dude. time Ted Danson yeah, yeah. son yeah. of a bitch <laughs> yeah wow dude I thought he was all right. It's like, I mean, eh, it was the '80s. Everybody was crazy doing coke. Yeah. Oh, there was like I, I just did coke blackface too. It was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This show is insane. Like it was like Tyrone uh, Bigum's blackface. <laughs> oh, I don't get that. Right. Which you can do without doing Hell blackface. Show. I've done it. I've done the costume. Uh, all right. Well, you know. Oh, if wait, gonna... Harris is right. He did it to propose to Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> What? Uh, love can't it. Imagine why that didn't work out. <laughs> love it. Someone should just call the police on him. Um. Uh. Next comment, please. Okay. <laughs> just, just please. Yeah. All right. So, uh, GM is this? It's just GM. Mm-hmm. Um, GM on episode two fifty five, the Marvel versus DC, the War for Webtoons. Um, nice to see someone watch that episode. <laughs> Um, uh, this, oh wait, no, I'm thinking of the other webtoons. Yeah, it's not. Uh, This was entertaining to watch and I definitely enjoyed hearing you guys counter challenge each other's arguments on the topic. It'd be interesting to know where you guys thought, what you guys thought about the Marvel release in the Eternals comic on webtoon earlier this year. They they did that. I can tell you exactly what I thought about it. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) we'll come again. So first of all, thank you for the compliment GM. That episode is actually from a prior era of this show. Uh, the P era. It was the P era. And in that era, era, we argued a lot. Um, <laughs> so so much less laughter then. The, oh, then now. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. No, I would say I would say it was the, as a listener, there was laughter. It was just a little louder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you could hear a. You can hear a laughter. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so what do I think about it? Look, I don't keep up with non-physical comics. Like, if something is coming out on Webtoon, if something is coming out 
on Marvel Unlimited, I'm not paying attention. Damn, you're not That's reading just... Alligator Loki? No. But uh, I think, look, if Marvel and DC should put comics where people are. If people are on Webtoon, they should put mm-hmm. comics on Webtoon. So an Eternals comic, right, a, a movie that I think probably appealed to a lot of people more for the diversity of the cast and what it did for representation in these kinds of movies than necessarily like the quality of the film itself. I think that putting something like that out in a place where people can find it easily, accessibly, that's really smart. You know, the Eternals are clearly a group that Marvel wants to build around and they should be placed where people can find them. Especially with Star Fox being played by Harry Styles, like Harry Styles is big with the youths. You know, like mm. they're he- gonna market. Oh. Yeah. I had to Yeah, I had wasn't to he in my- one direction? Uh, yeah, yeah, but like yeah, his but his, his solo I mean, stuff is is apparently like uh, even like non youths here's very good. Any any Harry Styles fans out there, please let me know. Um, but uh, I maybe, don't know if you're gonna find that around these parts, but maybe. Yeah, you never know. Are you here, Harris? A uh, big Harry Styles fan. <laughs> <laughs> Harris calls himself Harris Styles on the side. He doesn't I tell people that. I fucking knew. But. I knew. <laughs> I knew you would not be able to resist. Sorry, Harris. You're the free, you were the most recent comment. Yeah, was just, I just looked down. <laughs> oh, that's oh, right. Kefis. See, did, yeah, yeah. Kefis. Yeah. Kefis is, uh, that too. I think. I think too. One of the uh, the Eternals would play well on a webtoon in the same way that like the Wayne Adventures, hmm. Wayne Family Adventures, or whatever would, because in theory they have that family dynamic already. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if that's what that comic is about, but also you think that comment was by uh, Grant Morrison? You think that's what GM stands for? Oh, yeah. Don't get my hopes up, dude. You think Grant's just a big uh, Eternals webtoons fan? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I Good do. I do think that. I think Grant Morrison would be my dream get for the show, but I, it'd be that'd be a tough interview to do without like, yeah. like just you know to stay professional. I, that'd be that'd I could be do hard. it. I think I, I could do, do it. it. You know, it's so funny, Kale, because Tyler's over there saying he could do it. This yeah. motherfucker said, look, I don't really <laughs> want to do any interviews, guys. Remember no, that? I said, can you do a couple so I can get your feel for it? Because the one I did once for the long box was not good. Um, but I feel like with Grant, there would be some kind of mind meld going on because obviously I have a very similar mind as Grant Morrison. Um and In what way? I'm, we're both equally smart. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, uh, moving on. I'm I, yeah, with with my new lifestyle. I've learned to lie to myself, and if you lie to yourself enough, it becomes true. I'm having a George Costanza summer, so it's the um, it's the the Grant. Uh, uh, what do you call it? The uh, you you masturbate into a napkin and put it oh, out into the world. Yes. What do you call it? I don't remember what that's called. But, it's called a yeah. weeknight. <laughs> All right, called, next comment. That's called seven days out of Tyler's week. That's called a day oh. that ends in Y. All right, uh, Blue Spaceman on this week's Faust Pulls. Um, 
I believe that's a Cree. Um, Palace Bowls, uh, I like the Eternals book a lot. I didn't have any big problem with Eve of Judgment, at least not on the writing front. Not really essential reading for the event. I'd say it is a preview, but I wasn't upset or anything at those text boxes. I'm, well, I'm shit, man, I was. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm glad it worked for you. I love that, you know, people love things that I don't love. But when I tell you that as soon as I opened that Eve of AXE Eve of Judgment comic and I saw, hello, this is the world or this is the machine that is Earth. I was like, can I just not do this one? Can I can I skip <laughs> out? I don't want to read the, this. The week that you put five books on there, you're like, ah. <laughs> and two Kieran Gillen books. Yeah. So it was like reading seven comics. Boy, yeah, it was. Man. Even though it, Immortal it. X-Men was real good, but like, it is what it is. Whether they're shitty fucking today, words. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Karen's doing a Star Fox book. Just got announced, so... There's more Harry Styles. Uh, one shot. One shot for now. It's a post-Judgment oh, okay. Day one shot. Yeah. Thanks um, for the comment. Right. And uh, Snake of Talent said, uh, Best Turtles Leonardo. Easy. Donatello Thank is my you. second. So I'll give Mike, Marco and Tyler that. What's your favorite TMNT media slash story? I love them and want to get into the comic soon. Well, first of all, Leonardo is not the best turtle. So uh, award goes to Snake of Talents for wrong comment of the week. Whoa, uh, no. <laughs> award goes to Snake of Talents for... Best comment of the week because he's mm. completely right. Yeah, Leonardo is the greatest Ninja Turtle. He should period. have. Yeah, yeah, period. period. Yeah, that's it. You're right. You can take your attitude there, Tyler, and flush it down the toilet where it came from. I have to fix my toilet later, so maybe after. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and by the way, no disrespect of Snake of Talons will be allowed on this podcast. Especially since he's a Leonardo fan. And I'll put, exactly. the, put the foot down there. So I, I would like to know what a talon is, though. A tal, a talon from from Nightwing, or from uh, Court of Owls. Well, you could have said from Nightwing. Spelled it wrong. I got it. Yeah, it's different. Uh, it's all right. Talon. Well, you know. Listen. Oh, I want to know. Not if everybody like can be. Not everybody can be a genius like you and Grant Morrison, Tyler. Yep. Big brain energy. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I got I got BBE because BDE <laughs> didn't really work out for me this summer. <laughs> Uh, the medic says, oh, is this the show about nothing? No, the show about nothing is called Palling Around. That is our <laughs> Patreon show. <laughs> this show is about something. We just haven't gotten to it yet. Yeah, we could do an episode of Seinfeld Live. Uh, audience, we will be taking a uh, suggestion and we will do a whole episode of Seinfeld. Um, <laughs> I will be playing uh, George and Kramer. Sean will be playing Elaine. Um, and uh, huh. Kale could pull Sounds off of Jerry. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, that's don't mention Jerry dating a, a, a seventeen-year-old when Seinfeld was on. Uh, Ooh, okay. Yikes. Wait, who's Kramer? Who's playing Kramer? Did we establish that? Oh, I would be Kramer and George. This is, this is my yeah. this is my yin and yang. Yeah. So um, I've, I've mastered the Kramer entrance, by the way. I I, I worked I on that a I lot as a kid. I I yeah. really yeah I used to do that stupid shit too. Yeah. Now <laughs> you're aware of the legacy of Kramer. Um, uh, let's just say, don't give him uh, a mic. Uh, don't give him uh, a hot mic. <laughs> yeah, of Michael Richards specifically. <laughs> we'll leave it there. Oh no, he's gonna say it. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so I got the, uh, I have the, <laughs> I have the Lego Seinfeld set. Um, and I took a picture. Of, so it comes like a little side piece that is the 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 brick wall Jerry doing stand up thing. 
but I put Kramer's uh, minifig on it. <laughs> oh, my God. Picture, like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. No, you works, guys yeah. don't realize how perfect that is. No, I, I feel that. Yeah. 1,000%. The show is about Tyler's barely repressed sexual frustration. Next comment. Manny on Discord. We didn't even um, answer Snake's oh, yeah. question. Yeah, we didn't. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the, best, favorite... uh, the, the best episode of uh, favorite TMT media is Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. Now, admittedly, when it comes to comics, I really don't have much to say about the turtles because I haven't read enough. I read some in the mid 2010s and it was real good, but I just yeah. dropped it. I'm... The Is it IDW that does them? I think so. They're yeah. real good. Yeah, yeah, real good. Uh, my favorite turtles anything is the uh, the first movie. The live action movie. I think it's a legitimately good movie. I do. Yeah. The um two thousand ten no five TMNT movie, the computer one, mm-hmm. is also actually really good. Uh I think my favorite though has to be the Power Rangers in Space uh Ninja Turtle crossover. Yo, yes. Uh man. So good. So my that. favorite is actually uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Secrets of the Ooze. Specifically, I watched it. Two. It's the second one, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With, uh, with Kevin Nash, a super, shred- super shredder. Hell yeah, dude. Um, Too sweet. Because I watched it in preparation to a live showing of How Did This Get Made, where Adam Hell Pally yeah. was on the show. Uh, and Adam Pally talking about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was fantastic. And the whole crowd uh, sang, uh, go ninja, go ninja, go. It was a great experience. Yeah, fuck yeah. It's <laughs> great. Wow. There, and somebody uh, proposed to comics, somebody in the crowd, too, actually, on that show, which was very weird. <laughs> uh, in terms of the comics, there's a, a storyline where Donatello become he like loses his arms, so he makes himself a robot body, and then Raph becomes Shredder. Uh, oh. The 80s were wild. Yeah. Like he becomes uh, a villain? Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. Um, I, th- I want to say the company's Mirage. You can find it in some of the old Turtles collections. Highly recommend it. Mirage Tyler, does that mean we're obligated to read the comics? No, because I, re- I already said it. So I already oh, read okay. my own highlight message. I just wanted to put that energy into the chat. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah Please. Highlight messages, guys. Yeah. Use yeah. your. Use your uh, channel points. Your pals points. Pals points. Thank you. Yes. We'll read them. We may regret well, it, but we'll read them. Yeah. Oh, no. Michael Richards is in the chat. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, thanks, Snake, for the comment. Uh, yeah, so last one. So uh, Manny on Discord says, have the recent batch of MCU fi- left y'all wanting more? Nope. Minus credit scenes and thanks said actors, Feige, or directors outside of the movie show. Um have I been unsatiated by Phase Four of Marvel? Uh, I would say neither. Like, <laughs> like I don't want to give a non-answer to that, but like I don't, I don't have expectations for it, so I don't really feel like I'm missing something. You know, like it, I, it's a rebuilding phase. Like, have fun, do whatever you want. It's fine. I don't have expectations for a Shang Chi movie. I, I think. Um... I don't know how exactly we're supposed to interpret the question, but in my mind, this the question was, and again, like maybe Manny meant something different, but I thought he was saying, 
have they left you wanting more like oh man i can't wait for more of this i thought that's what he meant so how would you answer it from that perspective um i would like more shang chi i like that movie a lot um so i I like the characters i'm excited to see where the characters go um in this and i will say um after seeing all the miss marvel episodes from my uncle who works at disney uh, my uncle um my uncle's name is michael eisner Uh, that's my uncle um and uh yeah, yeah i know um uh, I want more of that. Um, I would like more Loki, which I am getting, so I'm excited for that. Um, yeah, there is thing, there are things out there that I'm like, yeah, give me more of this. Um, yeah, oh. Falcon, Falcon, Winter Soldier. Huh. Um, that's about it, I think. Uh, give Loki. me more angry, angry mommy, uh, Scarlet Witch. You know what? If that's all they give us, I will take that. <laughs> Didn't see body. Oh, she's not dead. Come on. No, no way. She's, no. she's, she's going to have her, her face turn in Secret Wars or some something down the line. Coming with the briefcase cashing in. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I got to keep the wrestling references going until we get to that topic. So, Yo, I would love to see that Photoshop, dude. Of Scarlet <laughs> Witch with the money in the bank briefcase. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Um, you know what? For me, I'm I'm perpetually looking forward to the next thing when it comes to Marvel. Um, it doesn't really matter. Like, I have short-term memory when it comes to this stuff. Like, I don't care that Thor was bad. Um, there have been bad Marvel movies before. It doesn't mean anything. You know, if I didn't have a show where we talk about this stuff, like... I'd go to the movie, see Thor, Love and Thunder, be like, oh, that sucked, and then move on with my life. And then whenever <laughs> Spoiler the next for our one episode, comes out, Sean. <laughs> listen, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, yeah, like I look forward to all this stuff. And, you know, they got me on the hook. They'd have to do something catastrophically bad to lose me. Like, it'd be really hard. So. Uh, one thing they could do to lose me, though, is mess up the fantastic four so we've been talking on this show a lot about you know what we want to see from that vaguely casting stuff you know we don't do too much of that here but um there was a leak this week Mm. allegedly an alleged leak now i believe this came from 4chan Oh, boy, we really are the QAnon on show today. <laughs> and, you know, look, 4chan, not the most reliable, right? It could be written by some dude in a basement who's, you know, just trying to get a rise out of people. Um, but could have, it might have been be. written by it could be written by a high school me. Um, <laughs> word. <laughs> uh, oh, let me read this highlighted comment from Catherine. <laughs> Let's not talk about this casting announcement because I am not happy. Oh, oh boy. Sorry, I, I like uh, C.W. Gordon's uh, Fantastic Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, that's good. What a, what a way to um, join the stream, C.W. Gordon. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a, get an award for that one. Coming in hot. Um, all right. So the first thing, and this, this is disappointing to Catherine, uh, is that John Krasinski is not coming back. By now... The expectation is that you've seen Multiverse of Madness. If you haven't, sorry, but, you know. Um, it's on the, it's on the stream. Whoops. <laughs> yeah. 
Reed Richards was in it. John Krasinski played him. Uh, everything that has been said about that by everyone who's talked about it made it sound like it was fan service. Um, I think yeah. it might be the most direct fan service thing Marvel has done yet. And I think that's all it was. I don't think we're going to see him again. Unfortunate, because I feel like he's Reed Richards. But I'm okay with that. I'm all right with it. Okay. Um, I think even though it's Fantastic Four, I think you need you need young young blood on this. You know? That's true, too. That's um, and Krasinski has been doing a lot of like not just acting. He does a lot of, uh, I think he's been doing directing work too. Didn't he direct like a quiet place too, or something? He has yeah. been doing directing. Um, right. yeah. And he's doing a lot of producer work. Him and his wife, uh, Emily Blunt. I, I get yep. the Emily, I get the Emily's and the Emma's mixed up constantly. Um, but Emily Blunt, they've been doing a lot of like non acting movie stuff. So, I mean, that's, that's where the money is, I believe. So smart on them. Um, but yeah, I'm okay with, I'm especially okay with who they, who we're going to talk about. So, uh yeah you know Catherine I I agree it wasn't it is a slap in the face not to be able to continue to see him this is um, the saltiest I've seen Catherine in the chat <laughs> I, I like I like yeah, the energy you you can't get between her and John Krasinski apparently um Kefis says cast whomever because FF ain't coming out till 2024 best case <laughs> uh and then he put my head in there look this dude Sean Sean emoji <laughs> yeah. He's calling you out it's 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 gonna happen, man. I'm telling you, you're gonna be buying me Jonathan Hickman's X Men omnibus if I haven't copped it already. Uh, the medic you says, "Time to, to get Chris Evans for Human Torch." I can see them doing that for something. I don't know what, but for something. Like if they do a giant Secret Wars crossover where all these weird heroes are showing up, like it would be a good gag to have like Chris Evans show up and everyone's like, "Oh shit, it's Cap," and he just says, "Flame on," and then like. <laughs> It, it's like, oh, it's not. This is this is that. That would melt minds. It would. Oh, yeah, literally. So, um, There's a whole list of things on this leak, not just casting. So I'm going to run through them. Mm. Uh, Bryce, Dallas, Bryce Dallas Howard directing rumors are false. Um, mm. So there was a rumor about her being the one tapped to do this. She's been doing directing. She's been doing that for a while. This is for Fantastic Four. For Fantastic Four, yeah. Okay. Um, apparently, that's a false rumor. Whoa. Huh. I hadn't heard any of that. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Jason Siegel won't can... be playing the thing. I don't know who that is. That's okay. You don't know who Jason Siegel is? No. <laughs> He's part Not of uh, Rogan's. Uh, you ever see the Muppets 2011 movie? No. Uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall? No. How I Met Your Mother. No. Wow. What else is he in? <laughs> Kale, Kale, are there any, any other uh, ca- uh, Caucasian uh, media we can we throw at him? See what sticks. <laughs> if you name a comedy, my answer will be no. Almost 100%. You got to watch Muppets 2011, dude. That's good uh, stuff. I don't know, man. I don't, um, yeah, um, I don't think he's in anything else, really. Well, he won't be in Fantastic Four, according to this. Uh, no like director attached. Too. Huh. No director attached as of now. They're they're looking for actors in their twenties, thirties for the main characters. That's that makes yeah, sense. That's um, me. I think that's the right way. Who, who are you going to play the thing? I could see that. Uh, I could play a mole man. Damn. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> I know where my where where my my strengths lie. <laughs> and You're that's mole underground. man. <laughs> You're mole man. I'm 
Well, I want to be Reed. I've got the grace. I feel like you can do the voice of a good dragon man, Sean, if we're going to fan cast. Fuck oh, interesting. That. No, I want to be in the movie. Who? I mean, the Human Torch didn't work out too well last time we we, we, we did that. <laughs> and we're going to talk about that in a moment. Um, but I, I probably should be the Human Torch. But I'd rather, I want to be Reed. I want to be Reed Richards. But let me see a stretch slight, right now, Sean. Let's not even get into that. Um, <laughs> I, hey, wait, I, who, who am I? You, you would. Uh, the, the mailman guy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> wait, what's his name? Somebody in the chat knows the Stan Fantastic Fours. Yeah, 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 Stan yeah. Lee. That's my thought. Um, Penn Badgley? Sure. Yep. I think so. Yeah. Is one of the top choices for Reed. Now, his, his picture's been floating around um, all over the place. It's on the screen right now if you're watching this. Um, he's the guy from you. Me? No, you. Me? Who's on first? <laughs> <laughs> Me. Um, you, he plays a nut on that show, like a, like a psycho. That right? show's pretty pretty fun, dude. A stalker. Yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of an interesting energy to bring to Reed. Reed's a little creepy. He has creep energy sometimes, especially mm-hmm. if you go too far back into the comics and you find out that my man was fantasizing about Sue Storm when she was way young. Hopefully yeah. they close yeah. that age gap in the films. But he's uh, he's there in a in in a a lounge uh, a lounging robe smoking a cigar talking about well she's only fourteen you know (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna marry that woman someday (laughs) what type of shit is that I can't wait to impregnate that fourteen year old Reed Richards (laughs) Tyler my God dude (laughs) don't clip that don't clip that (laughs) oh my God Instagram. Podcast yeah, that, that's that's that big brain energy that that me that <laughs> I was that I share that energy. I don't share that energy with Reed Richards. You know, he's just um um no, uh, share you. It with the the Flash. You so I will say, um, Penn Badgley is in you. He can play like really overthinker. He like the, the overthinker real well because his mm. whole thing is he's a stalker slash murderer. Um, sort of like Dexter if Dexter. Um, couldn't really Dexter can turn off the killer okay. and stuff, you know, I know what this is. Right, um, right, right, right. Uh, and I think, I think his co-star in you who played love, um, could, uh, I could see her could join the MCO too. Yeah. Who played love. Her name's love. Oh, okay. On yeah, the show. Yeah. On the show, on the show, you now we're not talking about Love and Thunder right now. Okay, yeah, Yeah, I was like, what? His co-star was a was an eight year old. What the hell? Like again, perfect read. (laughs) I gotta go. I mean, you can't keep saying this shit, man. Anyone Um, else have a favorite comic book character that I can bring back some uh, old uh, panels for and make them hate the character? You know, Jean Grey. Trust me, there. I can make a hate Professor X. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, you can't because I know everything about Professor X, and I accept him as he is. Anyway, um, there, there's a rumor for Professor X that's going around for San Diego Comic Con that we might get an announcement for uh, casting on that. Um, I it's out there. I don't even want to get into that. Yeah, it's out there, guys. Careful. 
Simon Baker is wanted for the villain. Now, I don't see how you go from 20 to 30s Christy. to 54 or whatever. My man is old. My man is in his 50s. This is. Like, yeah. What are we doing? Oh. It's the guy, the mentalist? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Presumably for Doom. Yeah. He looks the part. Yeah. Oh, he is that. handsome. I like that. But he's old. Oh. Like, I don't get it. He, How can he be Doom? Uh, what if he's Doom's, like, I think if you, if you play this in, he was Doom's professor in college or something, and he maybe stole the thunder, and they were, like, on some kind of thing. Like, I don't Reed's know, because the whole... Professor. Yeah, yeah, he would be Reed's professor in college. I feel like there could be, like, a weird dynamic there that can maybe translate to that rival dynamic that's in the comics. So making, like, alt, uh, doing an alternate origin for Doom, like, instead of being a rival, he's his professor. Well, maybe his professor that feels like the the student took all the glory or something, you know. Hmm. But you're the, saying the he jaded would be professor. Um, no, I feel like he could be molecule, molecule man. Oh, uh, I feel like you got you got to see that if you're doing Secret Wars. That's crazy. He's got huh. the hair too. But huh. come on, though, we got to get Doom going. Like we got to get it. We got to make that happen. I. But but you I know what? I don't though? even have a fan casting for Doom. Is the thing like me neither? I kind of so want hard. them to. I don't want them to just beat him. Like, I don't want him to get jobbed out right away. I hate that. So I'm almost down to wait a little while. But you can't you can't cast a guy who's in his 50s for Doom the same way you cannot cast an older person for Reed because they're going to have to play the role for a little while. And I don't, I mean, uh, you know, is he going to be 60 years old nah, playing I Dr. Think, Doom? I mean, this is Simon Baker. He, he looks like he's pretty, he's in better shape than me. So I think he's good. <laughs> He's in better shape than most people. Yeah. But. I like his glasses. Other names that they're throwing around for the Fantastic Four are Logan Lerman, uh, Freddie Carter, Melissa Benoist. Oh, uh, Supergirl. Oh, it's Benoit. Oh, shit. Melissa Benoit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's going to hit the crossface on uh, Dr. Doom. (laughs) Reed better not fuck with her. That's yeah, all I'm saying. <laughs> Franklin and Valeria. No. <laughs> Sorry. That was, uh, never mind. Don't, I'm, not, I'm not explaining that, that joke. I'm not explaining that joke. Um, Logan Lerman. It's, uh, wow. Alan, Alan Holman, thanks for the follow. Thank you for the follow. Um, Logan Lerman is the uh, uh, yeah, he played uh, what's his face? The lightning thief. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, Callan McAlfie? McAleef? That's a name. Uh, Uh, Natalia Dyer from Stranger Things. Oh, from Stranger Things, yeah. Yeah. Um, And uh, Jarell Jerome. Now. Jarell Jerome. That sounds like a comic. That's that's a fun name to say. That's a comic book name right there. From Moonlight. Um, Jarell Jerome. Fantastic movie. Happens to be black. And obviously, like, he theoretically could be in the running for Reed, Thing, Human Torch, whoever. I suspect that he's in the running for Human Torch. And that they're going to do that whole thing again. So do they do they do like a weird uh, explanation of the the sibling relationship again with Sue? Do they drop that? 
they, I, I feel like they yeah. can't do a non-white person for the thing because I think there will be outcry like, oh, your only POC yeah. character is you Princess and the Frog, this one, guys. Yeah. Um, so, let's see. Um, I don't want to see him as Human Torch either because, again, Fantastic Four or Fan Four Stick kind of like, I don't know. It soured me on that whole idea and not that Michael B. Jordan was bad or anything like that. It's just, it's just, it's just too much effort to explain the whole like found family kind of thing. My, Michael B. Forgetful in that movie. That's for sure. <laughs> I think we all want to be forgetful yeah, about yeah. that. Um, I though wouldn't necessarily be opposed to him playing Reed. Like, uh, look, I'm just going to be honest. I'll, I'm always going to want the one-to-one comic book version of a character. That's just how it is. So if the Fantastic Four were all white people, that wouldn't bother me. But I get why they wouldn't want to do that. So as long as it's done well, I don't care, ultimately. Um, I was pretty upset with the Michael B. Jordan casting uh, for Human Torch back in the day. I've grown. Um, I'll accept whatever they do. And I'm sure he's a talented actor, and that's what matters. Uh no offers have been sent out for any of the actors and casting started a couple of months ago and should be announced at D23. Hmm. So D23, let's see when that is. D23 September. is in September. Mm-hmm. That, um, Guys, I'm not a Disney nerd, I swear. I'm definitely not waiting, you waiting for it. You didn't even look that up. No, that's on my brain, yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for nuts. that. I'm waiting for that Tron Light Cycle Run announcement. I want you to know when that ride's opening up, my guy. Come on, um, get in, get onto the grid. I'm excited. I I I like this. Like I looked at I looked at the actors. They you know they look like they could be in a Fantastic Four movie. I'm into it. Um, and I buy this leak. I do. Yeah, you guys no. I like uh, Penn Bagley as as Mister uh, Fantastic. I don't know. The thing is too, like Marvel's, they know what they're doing with casting, and I'm I'm pretty sure uh, I can I can trust them. Like like uh, the guy playing Shang Chi, I was not familiar with his work, and then I see Shang Chi, I'm like, oh, this is the most likable guy the MCU's gotten for maybe since the beginning of the MCU, like since like the original Avengers four, I'm like, these guys are, this guy's great. Um, uh, Simu Liu, uh, killed it in that role. Um, yeah. The only, so, like, the only I trust one they, them. yeah, the only one they've missed with is, uh, Tom Holland. So, Oh, uh, please. CW Gordon said they could just make invisible woman black as well. I don't know why, but that, that got me. <laughs> oh man. I mean, yeah, sure. Why not? That, that'd be cool. And you certainly wouldn't have to answer any weird questions in that case. Right. Um, Unless you're from the South, I guess. Wow. The MCU superpower is casting. I agree. I think they've done a tremendous job. Um, New commenter, first time commenter from uh, Alan Holman. Comic books are very important to me, but I always end up reading the ones that aren't as popular as what podcasters talk about. Um, You know what? We talk about weird books too, and I think we might end up talking about some in our Kale's, main topic. Kale's a uh, uh, comic stag, definitely, definitely weird sometimes. Um, Alan, I'd recommend you definitely check out our uh, Thursday night streams. Uh, that's uh, be six p.m. Eastern time. That's where we talk about the actual books 
of comics. Yeah, we review uh, them. Yep. The, the Saturday ones are a little more like comics, yeah, uh, uh, world stuff. We're talking MCU stuff, a lot of MCU stuff. Um, but in terms of the actual comic books, uh, definitely come uh, check out our Thursday streams. Yeah, and uh, Kefis makes a great recommendation uh, joining our Discord because mm-hmm. you you know you might be surprised by some of the books that get talked about over there. It's not all big too. Um, we have a wide variety of people um, that love a, a wide variety of comics. So uh, would love to have you be a part of this community. Thank you. Um, so yeah, these are the this is the leak. These are, these are the rumors. Um, we will find out very soon allegedly september and if in september we find out casting uh, we get a date we get a date yeah and i feel very confident that i will then win the bet with kefis so you're saying we can finally put an end to this bit and i might know when i could ride tron the same convention wow <laughs> ride tron <laughs> hey hey <laughs> I don't mind if he gets me get, uh, get a little derez by Tron there. It's, it's fine with me. Tyler looking for new experiences. Um, hey, new me. All right, let's and it's just it, it's not real. It's just an, it's just a virtual. You know who else was new this week? Uh, Daredevil. Daredevil came out with a new number one. Popped up and said, "New number one, new me." But it was actually same me because it was a literal one-to-one continuation from the previous daredevil um doesn't sound like a bad thing in my opinion oh it's not a bad thing at all it's my book of the week but they're going back to old old me because they are putting out daredevil number 650 ancient me my man daredevil is old oh that's young and spry in comic book years 650 yeah that's about as spry as uh dan trudeau uh-huh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. We we wait, we've no, we've 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 maintained that that it is spry. It is. We got yeah. like one thousands going on right now. But also I got a gripe yeah. here. Are we just celebrating on the on the fifties now? Is that a thing? That's that's what's I, I was gonna bring that up. That's not fantastic. I don't see a reason <laughs> for that. Like six fifty, seven hundred, absolutely. I'm here for it. 650. They're bringing they're bringing back some heavy heavy hitters for oh. 650. They're bringing back CW Gordon points out they should have waited for 666 because he's the fucking devil. Are you kidding me? It's right there. That would have been cool. Ah. Oh. Mephisto confirmed. Cool. Um Hold on. Wait a second. Before we continue with the Daredevil uh conversation Megalodon in the chat, which it doesn't say first time commenter, so I guess it's not a first time. Could I get a title review of my comic? Okay, what do you mean? What do you mean? You want me to review the title of it? It's gotta have a punchy title. What? I want to workshop this? Should go we... on the Discord? We can re- we can workshop this in Discord if you want. Maybe we should do it live. <laughs> Just workshop his. Workshop their uh, or their title live. If if you're wondering about the title, the review of the title of yeah. my book. If you want to throw Megalodon, if you want to throw the title of your book in there, if you want to put the uh, the the elevator pitch in the chat, title and quick sentence of what it's about. Yeah, why not? 
It's called, it's called Psionic Six. That's already honestly, pretty cool. Honestly, yeah. I was ready. I was ready to roast you. I was. That's what the was about to be. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I kind of like that. Decent, <laughs> that's a decent title. We need the pitch though, because the the name. Everybody can come up with a name. Sure. But is what's your mm. angle? Tell us the angle. Six superpowered guinea pigs. <laughs> sequel to G Force. Uh, uh, let's continue talking Daredevil. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. these are the these are the people. Uh, oh my God! So Daredevil number two, right? By Zdarsky and uh, Chichetto is going to be six fifty. That's what. Wait, that's wait. that's oh. what. Yeah. So they're so, going from one to six. Yeah. Oh my God. I hate that shit. That's they're, they're going. They're going from one again. Yeah. Six fifty. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to be bringing back to tell stories within this issue. And Nocenti, hmm. John Romita Jr. Rafael De La Torre, Alex mm-hmm. Maleev, come on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Azaketa. Ooh. Phil Noto. Chris Somney. Ah. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I, got the, I got the dong tattoo right here. It's my Look at my man. Double tattoo right there. Because I spank <laughs> myself. <laughs> that was chill. so weird to watch. <laughs> that was so weird to watch. Did it right on the um, mic, too. Klaus Jansen and Mike Hawthorne. Um, that's everyone announced that they're bringing back. So that's pretty cool. Um, you know, I'm a little burnt out maybe on anniversary issues. And I think Marvel needs to slow their roll and do the, do them when they're important. I don't think 650 needs to be done. 666, I could have I you know gotten what? behind. I'm okay with an anniversary issue. Uh, it's nice to have an anniversary. Okay. Wow. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Um <laughs> Wow. Yeah, so um I, I you know, it's cool. I'm excited for the names. It'll be cool to see some of them pop up um in their respective role. But you know, again, there have been so many anniversary issues. Like they're doing one for Ghost Rider uh coming up soon, like it's a lot. It's a lot. And they're mm-hmm. doing like the whole year of Spider-Man too. It's like it's 60th anniversary or something like that. So it's not necessarily yeah. anniversary, but um, like an anniversary issue. But they've been doing that across the media board. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, uh, uh, so Psionic 6, cool title. Uh, Alan Holman wanted to throw the title of his thing in there too. It's uh, Banana Chan. I kind of like that too. <laughs> Volumes 1 to 5. A lot of banana. So they're available working they're available on amazon there's a, a little plug for you dude uh let's see if you guys if you guys need some uh uh what's that um what's the what's the the thing inside bananas that's good for you potassium potassium, potassium. yeah i watched uh honey i shrunk the kids i, I remember that so alan's comic is uh it's about a teenage girl who's been arranged to marry the son of a magnate from a company that does contracts for a secret space program is it reed richards <laughs> <laughs> um well you know what it's weird as hell that both of you guys came and did this at the same time i don't know if there's some kind of like thing happening but either way um we'd love to see people creating and it's awesome and i'm really happy for you guys and you if you stick around in the community um you know we have creators here kale 
um, as you know, as a, as a creator, he's got stuff. Um, we have several in our Discord. Um, the specific this is a channel community for community of cre- yeah. creators as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a, what's the channel called in Discord? I can't bring it up because it's on the window where uh, the, the aspiring Zoom creators. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Aspiring creators, um, and there are there are regular posts there uh, from from people in our community. So you know, join us, join our community, get involved, and I'm I'm I have no problem at all promoting people from our from our community like that's what it should be about so mm. yep the the medic says uh kale is a great artist yeah <laughs> kale's a fine artist <laughs> and please do us a favor uh subscribe to our channel on youtube we did you a little favor do us a little favor go, uh, go, a little, uh, uh, little yeah, squid quid, pro quo there quid pro quo twitch.tv or youtube.com slash the comments nobody's asking you to watch just give us a little <laughs> clip that's all I, hey, you should watch. It's a good show. You should watch. It's so a fine myself. show. It's just a click. So, uh, we talked about MCU casting and new arrivals. Well, here's here's one of the worst kept secrets in MCU, and I think this comic book announcement further proves it. Namor is getting a new comic book. I wonder why. What? Right? If yeah. you're not convinced yet, that Namor will be the antagonist of Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. You're bugging. You're fucking stupid. <laughs> wow. All this evidence in front of you, and you, you deny it? You're fucking stupid. Well. Was that too aggressive? <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, you know. A lot of times, those book announcements are like, eh, they feel too movie tie-in for me. I think Marvel more recently has been doing a good job of putting out books that are actually quality. Uh, like the Kang one they did obviously for the alignment mm. with, you know, and that was really good. Um, now we have a Namor book and this one's by Christopher Cantwell. So the book is called Namor Conquered Shores. Um, and it is coming out in the near future. Um, Pasquale Ferry. It looks like is going to be the artist on this one. Yep. Um, mm. Who we just saw do the Eternals, um, the Eve of Eve of uh, Eve of Judgment, which you know I didn't love. But um, you know normally, what? Normally, Pascal Ferry's very good. Yes, absolutely. I'm into this. This is a book about Namor in the future when the world has flooded and Namor's the king. He rules the world. And that's what the book's about. I'm into that. I got to say, I am on the ride for any Christopher Cantwell Marvel books. Right. I know you love that. Uh, I'm a big. Was he was he my pick for a up and uh, breakout? I think been, I want to yeah. say it was either him or Jed McKay. I think there was I might have flip flopped between the two. But um, yeah, man. And, and, and to see Namor's svelte body on the page again. Guys, let's go. Let's go. Those, those <laughs> muty ankles he's got there. Yeah. Oh, can't say that. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm into this. I'm into Namor. I think Namor's a character. Like, if I had to name a character that I think is going to break out in, hmm. like, the next phase or so of Marvel, got Namor it. would be one of them. Yeah. Gotta be Namor. Has left? There... Uh, Tigra. Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah. That's for you, Sean. 
Um, Listen, has, dude. <laughs> can you imagine? Has there, like, I feel like the idea of Namor being an undersea, you know, king of Atlantis, like, has there been a Namor, like, old gods story? Um, like, I don't like, think is it, so. Doesn't, like, Cthulhu come from, like, the, the furthest part from, like, the Point Nemo? Isn't that where he's from? Like, oh, I don't underwater? Know. Like, I feel like there's an old gods Namor story out there that hasn't been told oh, yet. That could be interesting, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I feel like there's untapped potential in general with Namor. Namor was mm-hmm. everywhere in the mid, like later 2000s and then Marvel 2010s. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then ever since Hickman's stuff ended, I feel like Namor has kind of been a ghost. Like, I don't really see much of him. All it takes is an MCU appearance for you to get comics again. <laughs> yeah, apparently. I mean, that's that's been that's been marvel comics for a while so um, i do have a question 2008 yeah do you want to see the classic namor you know like the 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 speedo with the just a speedo really or do you want like do you do you guys like the more modern day namor um with like he's got like a little more armor he's a little more regal he's got full-on pants i like armored namor and i think that makes more sense for real world application but yeah. there has to be some kind of representation at some point of Speedo shirtless Namor because the sex appeal of the character is as relevant to him as his re- regalness and his warrior nature. So you got to do that. Speaking of the sex appeal, like I can't wait to see what the MCU does with Namor, Reed, and Sue because they gotta touch on that. They're not, they're not gonna touch Dude, that. They gotta gonna, touch on that. No, it's fucking Disney. I don't want to see no planking, but there has <laughs> to be heat between Namor and Sue. They gotta make it hot, even like a, a good a good look, like a good glance. You know, no, it's not gonna happen. <sighs> but they can't. But she can't cheat on Reed, though, right? No, like, no, no, no. It's got to be like a like it's just a flirtation. Like that's yeah, all I just need. That's all I need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm telling you, it's not gonna happen. All right, we'll see. What are you tell me? We There's no see. sex appeal in my Marvel Cinematic Universe. None. Yep. Uh, we will also, though, in just a week or so, be seeing what Scott Snyder has planned for San Diego Comic Con. It's not Scott Tober, though. Like it's yes, it is. It's Scott Tober in the West Coast. That's what Comicsology is bringing. Oh, I don't understand Scott, time zones. Then. Scott Timber. Scott Timber. It's it's um it's July. Uh, it's, it's July. Right. Can't now, do that one. Oh, ne- that's next week. Yeah, yeah. yeah San Diego Comic Con's next week. Yeah. Hang on. Okay, I'll work on a a funny portmanteau. All right. We'll see you next week then. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scott's bringing three new books with him. Uh, of course, at New York Comic Con during actual Scotttober, uh, he announced like a whole host of different oh, books. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, this time around, he's got three books with three new uh, artists, and the books are Barnstormers. Uh, this one is, of course, all the books are written by Scott, uh, with art by Tula Lotte, colors by D. Kadif and letters by Richard Starkings. Um, Barnstormers is a, it says it's a high flying adventure romance set at the height of the roaring 20s. This Bonnie and Clyde romp 
brings together Scott Snyder and Tula Lote, um, a pilot fresh from the airfields of the Great War who supports himself by taking civilians for barnstorming joyrides in the sky for a small fee. But Hawk has a secret, and when an impromptu wedding crashes, crash turns into an early getaway with Tilly, the would-be bride, unexpected new bonds form in this thrilling tale of love and murder. Moida? Is that... Sorry, is this what's being announced? This was announced in Scotttober, but I think this is it finally coming out. Okay, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, I swear I've heard all this before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. this sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Tulate is a, a, a name that I will pretty much check out anything she does. Yeah. So you it's more of a pull for me than Scott Snyder. I, I didn't want to get this book because I was like, eh, I don't care. Then I saw the art that they're now showing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Are you not familiar with Tula? Tula no. Ooh. no. I love stories about these uh, these types of planes and mm. stories about pilots. Man, fucking, I'm in. Big uh, Red Baron fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Porco Rosso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amelia Earhart. We find her yet? Yes. No, we did. Okay. They have. I don't remember where they said she was, but they have found mm. her. Uh, the other, the second one is Dudley Dotson and the Forever Machine. This one's by mm. Scott with Jamal Eigel. Mm. Uh, inks by Juan Castro, colors by Chris Sotomayor, and letters by Tom Napolitano. Damn, that's a, that's a creative team. Get that. Bezos money pulling that team together. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, this, this feels um, like a, a, a Kirby love letter. Is what I'm getting out of this. I'm getting, you know, uh, the Tomorrow People, Commandi sort of feel from this. The first thing I noticed in the preview art that we have here is that there's an owl in the book. And I love owls. So that's an immediate selling point. Who's your favorite Um, owl, Sean? What what kind of question is that? Like <laughs> you got you got Owl from Winnie the Pooh, you got Hedwig, you got uh, uh, the Owl Ar- from the Tootsie Roll commercial. Yeah, one, two, two three. Yeah. How about, uh, that guy's a how, dick. That you don't pick that one. My um, my favorite owl is the owl that um <laughs> it's the owl that um Silk Spectre had in the Watchmen TV show that she that she covered up. While she was using the the Doctor Manhattan oh, yeah. vibrator, <laughs> which which to. which felt like yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's my favorite. Kale, owl. do you have a favorite owl? I've got a whole movie of favorite owls. Ooh, okay. The owls of Gahoon. Oh yeah, it's a good one. Uh, mine's the Hooters mascot. All right, uh, next. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> Kefis asks Sean, "Have you ever seen the original Clash of the Titans, Mechanical Owl?" No, oh, I don't Archimedes know that is. is that is his name Archimedes or is that the one from uh, Sword and Stone? That's Sword and the Stone, yeah. Okay. Uh, yo, the original Clash of the Clash of the Titans are tremendous. Oh, it's real that's good. A, that's uh, that Ray old, Harryhausen. Uh, Ray. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is the Ray Harryhausen is the guy that like invented stop motion animation, or at least perfected it. Yeah. And so, like the stuff that's on the screen looks amazing. Jason and the Argonauts. Those skeletons, man. Yeah. So um, just real quick about about this book. Um, it is described as a rollicking adventure story about a boy, his dog, and a machine that controls time and space 
What could go wrong? Uh, have you ever wondered why all the great figures in history had a pet companion and if they were all running from the same mysterious threat? Such questions have never crossed the mind of Dudley Datsun, a 15-year-old with a penchant for invention. But when dastardly foes turn his world upside down, Dudley is going to have to start facing things beyond his wildest imagination in this modern-day fable. Uh, the main character is black. Is that Scott's first... Um... Nah, Duke. Mm. Don't don't forget Duke. The internet will be all over you. Don't, don't there's not, no Duke. Uh, there's no Duke erasure. Going Duke's on. not a main. Duke's not wasn't the main character. He, he was a main character in an arc. <laughs> <laughs> he did have a book, and he was he was the yeah, titular Robin of the War of the Robins that Snyder wrote. Uh, the well, the signal, gave, right? Wasn't the signal? Yeah, was, well, Snyder didn't write that shit. Uh, that was co-written by Scott Snyder. Um, and then the last one is called Canary. Uh, Dan Panosian and Richard Starkings joined Snyder for this one. Dan Panosian's fantastic. 18, yeah. It's 1891, oh, yeah. and a mine collapses into itself. But was the collapse an accident, or does something far more sinister lurk beneath the blood and rubble? Find out in this mind-bending horror western. Hmm. Um, cool. Yeah, cool. What sucks about these books is that they're digital first. Not for me. <laughs> and what I mean by that is that's cool read, for me. Yeah, you read digital first. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I won't be getting these for who knows how long. Uh, I'll um, say I'll we'll put on the pals polls. Okay, when are they eligible for a pal poll when they're physical? No, we can do <laughs> we can do them digital. Okay. Right. Have uh, have we seen any of the Scott Tober stuff come out physically yet? Yeah, we yeah. have demons. Is that out? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause I was gonna say because we've seen the um, uh, the Substack stuff start to come out. So right. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I'm. I'm. You know. Look, I love Scott Snyder. Scott Snyder is super talented, and this new era of Snyder, where he's just like pairing himself with some of the best artists in the industry. Unchained. Yeah, Snyder Unchained. I like it. Uh, Snyder Unchained didn't work too well when he did Superman Unchained, but... Uh... Yeah, I'm not sure how much of a f- his fault that was, but um, yeah, you're you're right. You're not wrong about that. Um, all the Scott Tober, the initial wave of Scott Tober books, I read the first ones of each, and they're all great, so... Mm. There shouldn't be I, any exception. Yeah, yeah, I've read a few, and I, I like what I've read, for sure. Yeah, and if nothing else, like the premises are all fairly strong, you know. They're it's, e- yeah. each one is unique. It's shocking to me how many premises this guy has. Yeah, in his back pocket. Where the yeah, fuck he, does he find the time? Yo, he be he probably takes like twenty showers a day to get those shower thoughts going. Oh man, no, he he, he, he guys got to write in the shower. He comes up with his ideas while he's shitting. <laughs> I used to when I when I when I wrote uh, screenplays. I used to write my screenplays in the bathtub. That's when I did. Like I would literally have my iPad and I'd be writing it uh, in the bath. It's like a like a. You, I wrote you all my t- screenplays naked. You would take a bath. Uh huh. Yep. Did you have bubbles? Always, always. Sometimes so made my take, own. Yeah. You would take a bubble bath. Oh God, that's yep. disgusting. Yep. You would take a <laughs> bubble bath and yep. write your screenplays. Hey, you know what? I can think yeah. of worse ways to to do that. Yep, it was uh, it's where my juices were flowing mentally. 
Uh, you're welcome, Alan. Um, and I, I hope that that is the case. I, I do hope that you sell some books off the strength of this show. That'd be cool. Um, let's talk about Only Press, who are <laughs> they're going to be having problems selling books. They're um, they're, they're going to be Only depressed. <laughs> the people that work for Oni are depressed yeah, because yes, uh, they, are. they ain't getting paid. So a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Oni Press getting sued. And in conjunction with that, it was like, all right, well, Oni's getting sued and that sucks. We want to rally behind them. But at the same time, they're not paying comics creators and they're being shady. Mm-hmm. So it was weird, right? But still, you know, let's support Oni Press. That was the mentality. The last week, um, Oni put out a statement in response not to being sued. They didn't lean into the thing that people want to like rally around them for. They leaned into being shitty. And so creators are alleging that Oni, Pre- Oni Press is not paying royalties. They're not um, moving forward with books that they've committed to moving forward with that have creative teams attached that are, you know, worked on or whatever. Um, they're not moving forward with them, but they're not telling creators anything either. So there's been a movement to take your books back from Oni. Buy them back if you were if you were paid out a uh, an advance. Um, you know, get the rights back, talk to your lawyer, all these kinds of things. And so in response to all of this, Oni Press decided to put out a statement. <laughs> Sorry, it's one of the worst statements I've read in a while. It's bad. It yeah. is the worst. It's the worst. Like I can't even believe that this is what like that their PR people allowed oh, like, well, their PR person left two weeks ago. So we don't know who, <laughs> who did this. Yeah. So here, here's the here's the announcement from Oni Press Lionforge. Everything I'm about to say is exactly what's in the in the press release. With wildly sensationalistic rumors circulating and false information spreading, we'd like to reiterate that recent personnel changes at Oni Lionforge Publishing Group were made with the sole purpose of evolving the company and brand and positioning it for long-term success. We're proud of our long history in the business and continually strive to be better and do better. We started Lionforge Comics 11 years ago specifically to make great creator-driven content, and Oni's history is 25 years in the business. Within a new framework that is being worked on now, we remain committed to publishing groundbreaking content, embracing pioneering creators, and advancing authentic diversity and inclusion. We see an incredibly exciting future, not just for the company, but for our fans and content consumers worldwide. And Sylph Stevenson in the chat goes, uh, how do you do, fellow content consumers? (laughs) Right? What type of shit is that? Content consumers? They don't mention the word uh, writers, artists, or comics in this at all. No, this belongs in the trash. Who wrote this? Who co-signed this? (laughs) Wildly sensationalistic rumors. No, they're not. This reads like a Trump tweet. Like, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. wildly sensationalistic from who? From the creators that aren't getting paid? From the people that actually got laid off? Yeah, for who's, me. who's making stuff up? I don't know. This is dumb. Yeah. Like, you're not going to survive. That's that's what they don't get. Only, only Lionforge is not surviving this 
if this is the kind of thing that they think is acceptable? Who's going to work for them? You're not going to be able to get top-tier creators working, even mid-level. You can't get when you're doing shit like this. The comics industry is very small. And creators all know, even if they don't talk about it, they all know what the the companies are doing and what shenanigans they pull. We heard about only not paying people years ago. Yep. You're not going to survive like that. Come on. And, it, and it's stressful as shit for the creators who have, you know, work in progress at Oni. Yeah. You know, some of them have had their editors uh, laid off. And then now they're like, oh, who the hell do I fucking contact at this thing? There's like two two or three people who are like in the editing um, uh, department still with Oni. Um, and it's stressful as shit. You know, like, oh, oh, do, do I have to worry about, you know, like, oh, is my thing never going to be published now? Um, is it creator owned? Did I sell the IP off? Um, right. This just reads like uh, a company culling the fat in their eyes um, and just consolidating all the stuff they own. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if the creator owned stuff just disappears, stops being published, and it's only yep. owned IP that gets published. Um, because it's just going to be an IP farm. This is all it is. It's like Oni Press is an IP farm now. It's either it's either becomes an IP farm for media outside of comics, or this is just preparation for a sale of the of the the, the company, of Oni Press. Um, I see one of the, one of one of two of those things happening. Even Jim Zub was in limbo. Seeing uh, he the quotes fighting again. Mm-hmm. Jim Zub was in limbo about his book at Oni Press. Jim Zub works for Marvel Comics and gets paid by Marvel Comics. And Oni Press is leaving him in limbo. You kidding me? Jim Zub's like a veteran. (laughs) That's the thing with creator-owned books, though. It's just like anybody can pull the plug at any time. Which is one thing, right? But like Zub said, I've uh, he said, uh, wondering if the rumored skeleton crew being kept on at Oni Press will include people working on the project we were set to announce next week. At this rate, I feel like I'm going to find out via Twitter. Uh, something tells me that ain't coming out next week because they canceled their uh, Comic-Con appearance too. <laughs> You're right, because six yeah. hours later, Zub put out, I've been told my current Oni project is secure, though it obviously won't be announced at an SDCC panel as originally planned. Fingers crossed. Wow. Yeah. I mean, a uh, friend of the show, Mark Bouchard, there, uh, it took Luke coming out from Oni Press. You know, the, the, the stuff is out there. Like, uh, the, the, um, they just posted that the, um, library copies or like the, the review copies or whatever just, yeah. just came out. Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a term for it. Um, but I've been texting them and I'm like, it's fucking stressful. I'm like, yo, you good? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's such a like, it's like, oh, we just destroyed this whole company. But yeah, I know dozens and dozens of creators have stuff coming out. Uh, we'll get to you. Don't worry yeah. about it. And they won't. Uh, Megalodon asks, what's the biggest creator-owned book not named The Walking Dead? Spawn? Um, saga? I would say Spawn. Spawn? Yeah. I mean, Spawn did make a million dollars in uh, in that toy sales. Uh, Kickstarter, yeah. but that was a toy. Um, yeah, pro- probably Spawn. I think Spawn, and then uh, and then then it has to be Saga, right? Like mm. maybe Invincible, The Boys. Mm. I don't know. I don't. I, I, don't, I don't feel. I don't feel like Saga is the answer, though. 
they can't even keep the boys on shelves. It's nuts. Uh. But uh, yeah, so, so, something like that, I, I, I would imagine. Um, so Oni Press sucks. Believe that. <laughs> um, it's a good summation. They're they're grifting their creators. <sighs> Wrestling superstar Chris Jericho is grifting us with an NFT graphic novel that's going to be debuting at San Diego Comic-Con. What the fuck is that? Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, but like, what the fuck is an NFT graphic novel? It's exactly what it sounds like. So... (laughs) I don't know what that sounds like. That sounds like two words that came out of a a fedora that the Painmaker was wearing, you know? It is... (laughs) All right, so so here's here's the description. I'm 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 gonna skip past the like fellatio uh, opening <laughs> of the announcement because it's just nonstop like how great Chris Jericho is oh. coming in September. <laughs> the Painmaker will be accessible. The Painmaker is the name of the book. Um, the Painmaker will be accessible via unique NFTs within the story. There will be opportunities to own a limited NFT of each frame. The ability to unlock animations and gain access to frame. Yes. Gain access to the Painmaker metaverse when it opens at the end of the year. The innovative graphic novel will have each issue distributed. Listen closely to what I'm about to say. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep track. (laughs) Distributed in sections of two to eight pages being released in parentheses within each issue every two weeks. What? Now. I explained to you how it's coming out. Can anyone tell me how it's coming out? Uh, it's coming out by making some pain for me because <laughs> I don't know what the fuck this means. <laughs> uh, okay, let me let me try and guess. It's coming out in two to eight pages every two weeks. So that's not, one week could be two pages. The other week could be six pages. Like two to eight is not – that's a large swath there. But it's being oh, released by frame, which I assume is panel because I feel like they would say page. Right. Um, so panel by panel, two to eight pages every two weeks. How is this well, readable? The panels, if we replace the word frame with panel, that's the NFT. So the NFT is the panels that you can get. Or you can own those. And then on top of that, there will also be releasing the graphic novel uh, in two to eight page sections online every two weeks a la um like uh i mean you know you get it like there's been tons i don't 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 quite get it but uh, it's weird it's dumb and weird they haven't even announced a creative team the creative team is is chris jericho there there is no creative team if they're calling it frames they have not consulted people who have made comic books before (laughs) right and it's coming out through semcor studios Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm familiar with them. You are? No, I'm not. What the fuck oh, is that? I was about to say, what the hell? <laughs> this is one of the most annoying comic book announcements I've ever heard. And, and this it, is what happens when someone who doesn't know Jack Hole about comics says, you know what? Hey, look, I make movies. I'm or I, I'm a wrestling god. I, I make books. I do I'm a fucking wizard. Yeah. Television. I'm a wizard. Uh, whatever there's money in comics and nfts let's do it if rick flair can, if, if 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 tony shivani can put out a comic book 
if Ric Flair can put out a comic book, I, Chris Jericho, can put out a comic book. And I'm going to do an NFT. Honestly, this, I bet I bet you Jericho has little to no actual involvement in this. This seems like a management well, company. Well, it seems he like does. a management company idea. Like, hey, there's there's money here. Let's just get this. And Jericho is just like, yeah, sure. In the middle of uh, putting on his pain maker makeup, which this is also the worst Jericho persona mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Like I, I am, I am. Uh, if we're looking at Jericho's whole work as a whole, I am a fan of Chris Jericho. Um, Painmaker was the stupidest fucking thing. That was his New Japan gimmick once he left WWE as like a way of counteracting uh, Okada's Rainmaker gimmick. Uh, it's a pun. It's it's dumb. It's also when he was like not in the best shape of his life either. He, he was kind of scary looking. This, I guess it, it's going to be a Spawn type book. I don't know. I don't fucking know what this is. And think about the synergy and the planning that went into it. That the same week that this book gets announced is the same week that on AEW television, Chris Jericho says to Eddie Kingston that he'll be facing the pain maker. Like, yo, come on, man. This is so transparent. And so Jericho's going to be doing two panels at SDCC talking about this, uh, this pain maker book. And I have a feeling he's writing it. He wrote his own novel, or not novel, uh, but his, you know, like several autobiographies. So I bet he's writing it. Harris says uh, Jericho's been working on this for at least six months. Sure. I bet. I bet. One thing I'll say about Chris Jericho is that he does work hard. He does put a lot of effort into the things that he does. Whether they're good or not, of course, is up to you. This feels, though like a ripoff like i don't even i haven't seen a frame a frame i haven't seen a panel (laughs) they're called frames (laughs) you know but it just feels grifty yeah cw gordon says they mean two frames at san diego comic-con yeah you're right yo you're on fire cw gordon are you trying to be commenter of the year is that what you're going for because at the end of the year we're gonna do it and you're it, it feels like you're in the running with these with these jokes. Man, Trapsword misses one episode. Yeah, man. Come on. Man. Friendship <sighs> right. with Trapsword ended. Now CW Gordon's my best friend. That that kind of mean. <laughs> Enough pain. <laughs> uh let's talk about what has been or what was a very pleasurable year or decade rather of comics. The twenty tens. We're gonna we're gonna take a look in our main topic at the comics that define the 2010s. Yeah, just Obviously, two years later. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, look. There's, there's, um, there's a lot, though. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, the comic book industry is a dinosaur. It's always behind the times. But the 2010s, I think comics changed as much, maybe, as they did in the 2000s. And we're going to talk about some of those changes. We're going to talk about the, the standout books from the 2010s. Um, and when I say standout, I don't necessarily mean our personal favorites. I mean the books that shaped the industry in those years and the stuff that we'll probably still be talking about in decades to come. Do you guys need a break or do you want to run? Uh, quick one, if that's cool. All right, we'll, take we'll take a quick break for you guys on Twitch. We'll be back in five minutes for less. We in? Yeah, all right. 
Uh, welcome back. Thanks for waiting. Uh, Tyler is stuffing his mouth hole. Um, I had, hey. I had, I had leftover, uh, uh, Brookies from Domino's cause I had a depressing Domino day the other day. You know, those days. No, <laughs> no soul to get that. Thanks, Sean. Listen, man, I can't have Domino's. So I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, welcome Shenron. Uh, thank you for joining. Uh, hope you're doing well. It's hope funny. College that, is good. Yeah. Hope college is going well. Uh, it's funny that you joined us while we were on break, but uh, you made it. Thank you to everybody who stuck around. Uh, if you're still watching or listening to this, if you haven't yet, please do hit the follow button if you're watching us live on Twitch. It'd be great also if you'd be willing to subscribe, even if it's your Amazon Prime subscription. That is totally free to do, uh, and it actually helps us out. Um, YouTube.com slash pals. if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe for free, like the video, share it with your friends. Um, all that stuff helps us out a ton, and we appreciate it. Let's dive into the main topic. Go ahead, Joe. Quickly, just quickly. We don't say this often, but reviews. We've got an active audience now. Oh, yeah. Guys, we need some iTunes reviews. That's you a good got to get us up there. Any place you can review us. That yeah. would help us a ton. Mm-hmm. Spread the word. Uh, let's, let's spread the word about great comics. From the, the 2010s. Oh, well, listen. Um, so the 2010s, and of course, we're talking about 2010 to 2019, um, were very, very interesting in comics for a lot of reasons. The big two went through a lot of changes. Um, this is, you know, we're talking about like the new 52 era um, into mm-hmm. DCU, into Rebirth. Um, on the Marvel end, we're talking about um, Marvel now, all new, all different. Uh, Marvel, um, uh, Tyler, what was the one after Siege? Wasn't the Heroic Age? The Heroic, Heroic Age, Age. yeah. yeah. Man, um, fucking useless informa- information in my head. <laughs> you knew to ask me, too. I'm like, yeah, couldn't yeah, I remember, I don't know, how to do taxes instead? <laughs> Shit. We saw, you know, the debut and the rise of a lot of the creators who are now the people that, you know, basically command from a creative standpoint, the industry, the names that we look to when we're talking about great comics, Um, you know, seismic shifts in management, you know, uh, the end of, well, this happened in 2020, I guess, but like the end of uh, Dan Didio, Uh, Joe Quesada took a big step back. Um, the rise of Akira Yoshida, you know, lots of things, <laughs> lots of things okay. happen. <laughs> That's my favorite arc of Miller's Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, so there's a lot to talk about in that vein. Um, given the amount of time we've been doing the show here, I think we'll probably focus more on just the co- the, the actual books um, that released that we want to highlight here um, and less on the major milestone moments. Hmm. Sean, did you want like a, a specific number of titles? No, or no, just no, no. be throwing them out there. Okay. Just like, I'm not, yeah, not doing like, like a ranking, like, like you're in like, uh, yeah, top five. I, and I, okay. I'll, I'll start just to set the tone for what, you know, what we're doing. Um, so I have a lot for Marvel as you would imagine. Hmm. Um, I read more Marvel than anything in the 2010s. But 
the biggest change for me was that I started to read non-Big Two books. Um, the 2010s is when I started reading Image comics, um, you know, stuff even outside of Image. I started to diversify as a as a fan of comics. And I opened myself up to DC with the New 52. Um, I've read Batman before, but that was pretty much it. Batman and Final Crisis. Um, and only because of the relationship to Batman that that book promised to have, which was nebulous. Um, but for Marvel, uh, the first book that I want to mention is actually, <laughs> and this is going to surprise people, that not that I would say this, but that it actually came out when it did. Ultimate Comics, Spider-Man, Miles Morales. No, that tracks, yeah. Miles Morales mm. is from that decade. That's how new yeah. that character is. Yeah. He debuted in Ultimate Fallout and then got his own book. And the reason why it belongs on this list, in my opinion, is not just because it's the debut of one of two of Marvel's absolute biggest characters to come out of this decade, but also because I think it's really good. Bendis, Pacelli, they were still mm-hmm. doing really good work at this time on this book, and I think they knocked it out of the park. It was, I, I'm so glad that it was them that introduced the world to Miles. Obviously, they created it, but like, I'm glad sure. that they were the storytellers that did because Bendis had the clout still, and he was still very, I mean, he's, he's, you know, one of the best of all time, but like this was when he was in his bag. Yeah. And he took the time to do miles to make miles. And so, yeah, that's to me, that's one it, of the top books. It also reinvigorated the ultimate universe for, for yeah. it like post ultimatum, like the writing was on the wall. Like, Oh, they're, they're getting rid of this. You know, yeah. <laughs> this, this is not, uh, this is a little long in the tooth. Now they don't really care much for it. And then miles shows up and then, that keeps the ultimate universe running until they figure out a way to bring them into the main universe. But um, yeah, it was, it, it, it kept the ultimate, uh, I don't know the number designation of the ultimate universe, um, but it kept that uh, on life support, I guess. Yeah. It's good stuff. Absolutely. Um, um, can I, can I throw one out there, yeah, but it's please. not one. Please. Um, I would say, I wanted to, as I say this, I wanted to highlight uh, Rick Remender's work at Marvel and the and the, the mm-hmm. in this decade. Um, you know, we just did a, recently a book club on Ultimate Avengers, which uh, great book. Uncanny Avengers. Uh, sorry, yes, yes, our Ultimate's on the on the tongue right now. But Uncanny Avengers, um, you guys, you guys have done um, Uncanny X Force, I believe. Yes. Yep. 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 Um, but I want to throw this one out there, a little sleeper hit for Remender. Rick Remender's Venom. Everyone likes to talk about Donnie Cates' Venom, but Rick Remender's yeah. Venom is like where Venom became like probably top 10 characters for me, specifically Flash Thompson. Mm-hmm. Like Flash Thompson is, that was a reinvention of a character who is super important to Spider-Man lore. Um, it made him a hero. This was his heroic journey. Um, it started with that, with that one shot uh, about his time in the service that was in Spider-Man, spun into Venom, and um, one of the few uh, runs that I have collected the entirety of. Um, that was so good. Oh, it's so fantastic. Good. Yeah. When he was fighting um, Jack-O-Lantern. Jack-O-Lantern, yeah. Yo. So good. Yeah. Yep. 
And um, I think it was uh, Tony Moore on art, if I remember correctly. Sounds first, right. Uh, for, first artist on Walking Dead, the original first arc of Walking Dead, before it went, moved over to Adler. Yeah, good also, stuff. Yeah, for real. Um, before we continue, please chat, like share your thoughts too. What what books from the 2010s define that era of comics for you? Like, obviously. I think that there's less subjectivity to this conversation than there is like best or favorite. Um, some things really are just that big. Like you can hate Watchmen, but you can't say it's not important. Right. Yeah. It's, it's an objective truth of comics. Um, so there is some level of subjectivity to this. My, I, I personally was trying to mention the books that are the characters that I think that will stand the test of time and define that era yeah. from like a, this mattered standpoint, but it, again, it's... But, but I would also say this started the ball rolling for what Venom has become. Yeah. No, complete. Uh, I, I wasn't saying that against... Yeah. yeah. No, no, I get you. But I'm trying to tie it back to what you're getting yeah. at. Uh, especially because, like, Venom in the current Marvel comics, A-tier character. Like, in all promotional pictures, it's like Thor, Spider-Man, Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Venom. Like, um... Right. He's a hero now. Like this is this is the status quo for Venom, and uh, guy's pretty big. He's got two movies already, maybe a third, maybe something in the MCU down the line. Who knows? Uh, but uh, Venom's uh, big again. Yeah, and I don't know if that happens if it wasn't for yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. Stuff. We had we had mid tier Venom books constantly. I think that became like a critical hit, which then made people buy it. You know, because it sold well. That was a Venom series that went on for 50 issues or something like that. Like, solo Venom book? I don't think it does that before that. Right. Kale, did you have a Marvel that you wanted to uh, shout out? You know, the one that comes to mind specifically, I think, is... um, And the only reason I even remembered it is because of Tyler's picture here, Superior Spider-Man. It hit at a time when I think, you know, uh, Spider-Man left the Straczynski era and then went into the big uh, Dan Slott era. Big time. Sort of, I don't know, it it felt like it sort of, it didn't quite know where it was going for a while. Or, you know, if you listen to Dan Slott talk about it, he knew exactly where he wanted to go, but Marvel didn't want to let him. So with a lot of stuff like uh, Spider Island, he came up with on the fly and had to write it so that he could push back and do the things he wanted to do to build up to Superior. Um, But man, uh, what a way to reinvigorate a character. Um, Not according to Sean. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like I was furious about it when it happened. Um, but it's one of those things that like when I, you know, when I read it and I saw like they were committed to it, mm. I gave it a try and you know what? I'll be damned. It's pretty good. But for me, what really made it was slot laid down a lot of threads that he did genuinely follow through on all the way, uh, you know, to Peter Parker coming back. And, and, it was a, uh, a a real moment that uh, for me, like I, I, I felt like I saw it happening. I saw it coming and I knew what was going to happen. And it did. 
and I he landed the plane. And I mean, for me, it 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 reinvigorated Spider Man, but it also reinvigorated Otto Octavius. It Fair made Otto, while, but yeah, it also made Otto like the de facto number two for like you can't supplant Norman yeah. Osborn as Spider Man's yeah. main villain. It'll always be Green Goblin, Norman Osborn, but like Otto is definitely number two now. There's no, there's no question about it. I, I would, uh, I would, ex- I would extend this and say just dance lot on Spider Man, like to yeah. me, that, that run. You know, he really carried the torch for that character for a decade. Um, and that's rare. You don't see things like that anymore. Um, and yeah, you know, Superior turned off a lot of people, but it also excited a lot of people. It was something different for a character that, yeah, you know, wasn't in the best place for a while. So um, hats off to Dan Slott for sure for doing that. For me, I love that it turned off people. <laughs> like I, I loved the the negativity surrounding it. it. It it made it an event for me, even though it wasn't an event comic. Right. But like, it, man, it, there's you can talk to people about it on the street. Like it was a thing. It genuinely felt like they were and they were. It genuinely felt like they were really taking a big risk. And and at the time they didn't have the rights to it uh in the MCU. So I was like, "Oh, are they are they they going for it? Are they trying oh to God, like rebuild imagine? it in a way?" Like I was I was like meta gaming it in a way. I'm like, "Oh, yeah, oh yeah. okay. What?" Especially what he happened said, to X-Men uh, in the 2010s, you know. So he said in an interview one time that he was at a con and a kid came up to him and said, uh, you know, Spider-Man, little kid came up to him and said, "Spider-Man's my favorite character. Um is Peter Parker ever going to come back?" And he had to look at the kid and go, Nah, man. Sorry. (laughs) For me, I was like, "That's that's the commitment, man." Like, damn, dude. That's like Rey Mysterio always wearing the mask when he's outside in public. Yeah, showered with it too. Yeah. All right. Uh, So let's let's move on. Um, Another one that I think we have to mention. You know, we talked about her earlier. Is Miss Marvel? Yep. Um, Mm. You know, we did a show a few months ago about like the best comics of all time and this made the list i don't agree with that but if you're talking about defining marvel in the 2010s yeah absolutely where we just watched there's a show right now called miss marvel and she only existed for less than a decade mm. you know and g willow wilson and sana Amanat, who wasn't a creator on the book but was very very involved in that storytelling um, both uh, brought, both made cameos on Miss Marvel, which was right. nice. Yeah, they brought an authenticity to that story that it only works because of. Um, f- yes, from the perspective of you know her Muslim background, what it's like to be you know a brown person in America and stuff like that, but also what it's like to be a teenager, what it's like to have fun as a kid. You know, somehow they were able to channel that, and it's it's. It's really great. It's really, really great. I think it probably introduced people to comics, young people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can probably say that about Miles, too. Um, but maybe even more for Miss Marvel. Um, girls into comics. And we I'd say need more. that. Yeah. yeah, we need that. So you can't have a list like this without Miss Marvel. And the other thing I would say is, is um, the artist, Adrian Alfona, on it, uh, who launched Miss Marvel. 
Um, yeah, they worked on Runaways, I believe. Um, but like this is Adrian Alfona is not traditional Marvel comics art. Mm. Um, it's yeah. very European based, super cartoony. Um, it is the antithesis of house style, um, which I think opened Marvel up at the time to like have new kinds of artists on it. You know, things that were different. Um, and I think that's big. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say like out in this decade, probably Miss Marvel would probably up, up there with Miles. But I would I would eke Miss Marvel out. Uh, I think that. that's fair to say. Yeah. Although Spider Verse uh, was a massive success, but true, true. Um, and I think of the inverse too. Um, this also forced Miss Marvel to become Captain Marvel finally. Yeah. And I think that was another big thing. Kelly Sue brought her on the on the map for mm-hmm. for Captain Marvel. It made Captain Marvel a list as mm-hmm. first of all, like the the titular Captain Marvel. I don't think was ever fully a list. It was like capital B list um, until Carol got into the role and it turned her from like B list Miss Marvel to a list Captain Marvel, like perpetual Avenger going forward. It's funny that you say that because you could feel in the like mid to late 2000s that they wanted to make, and I'm going to say Miss Marvel just because of who she was then, Carol Danvers, a main character. Yeah. Um, she was a, a very majorly figured into the new Avengers run and stuff like that. Um, uh, Mighty Avengers, I yep. think it was. Um, yep. Frank Cho. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it just it just kind of like tapered off a little bit. And it wasn't until she became Captain Marvel, Kelly Sue got in the mix, Civil War II, even though that sucked, it felt like, okay, well, she's an A-tier player now. Mm. Um, yeah. And so, then yeah. the, the, the costume design by Jamie McKelvey, too. Like, I think that was a new age of big two costume design in comics. You know, yeah, I think especially, absolutely. you know, we got, we had, uh, what was, uh, New 52 was in 2012, I believe. 11. Uh, yeah, 11. 2011. Yeah. Yeah. Where, where a lot of it was like, oh, we're going the wrong direction there, bud. Um, <laughs> but I think, uh, Captain Marvel and McKelby's design for it. And I would also even say the, the design for, for Miss Marvel, um, really added a, a modern look to comics that I think we got throughout a lot of the redesigns going forward. Well, yeah, a lot of it, especially, you know, in reference to uh, New 52 versus that era of Marvel is like uh, Marvel started looking to people who were looking at fashion. Yeah. And they, you know, they made things work. That's true. You know, um, Kevin Wada doing fashion covers. Way in a Kevin yeah. Wada, Jen she, Bartel, she covers, yeah. Chris Anka. Dude, Chris Anka's Wolverine redesign or his uh, Psylocke redesign. Fantastic stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Anka mm-hmm. working on that new Spider-Verse movie. Um, I'm excited for that. Oh. Yep. Uh, I'd also like to talk about Thor. Mm-hmm. God of Thunder. And, and when I say that, just Jason Aaron's whole time on Thor. I have, I have that written down, too. Literally, just Jason Aaron's Thor. Yeah. yeah. Um, we just saw a movie where the primary two plot lines, forget the MCU, right? The primary two plot lines came directly from nowhere other than Jason Aaron's run on Thor. There's not much MCU in that movie uh, because so much of it is just this comic book stuff. And obviously they MCU'd it, but those stories are directly from the comics. And they even used images from the, like, They've recreated images from the book. Um, 
Assad Rabik's, you know, t- tremendous work. This is a character defining story that went on for many years, has other artists. Russell Dodderman did interiors, which is a rare, a rare treat now, but you got it then. Um, it introduced the mighty Thor, as we talked about Jane Foster as Thor. It did so much good for a character who, you know, just like uh, we talked about with Spider-Man, Thor was uh, not fear, not fear itself dropped his uh his yeah. cachet down a little bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think Straczynski's Thor was big, but then it was yeah. off the map for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, by the uh, way, uh, chatters. I'm gonna get. To, we're, we'll get to your comments. Uh, just a moment. We just want to run through this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, but I was. I'll say like that's a good point to to mention Jason Aaron's Thor because it is being picked up from the MCU. Um, I think the past decade is where we're gonna see a lot of adaptations coming forward. Yeah, uh, I think it's Gunna. a good place to look. I mean, we are already Miss Marvel, <laughs> Secret Invasion's coming out, Hawkeye. Um, I, uh, yeah, Hawkeye. I mean, Fractions Hawkeye, obvious answer. I mean, all of these are Marvel so far. I want to get to like non-Marvel stuff, um, but yeah, Fractions yeah. Hawkeye for sure. Um, and uh, like, I, I guarantee you we see Court of Owl stuff too, in film. Like, I, I think it's been alluded to in some places or, or rumored in some places. Um, I think it's it's going to be like. The mod, I, I think people are, 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 are pulling from the more modern stuff now, because um, it's more modern, but also like it, it, it's easy to sell that stuff too. <laughs> I, think, I think too, like, you know, uh, this is pre this conversation, but this is where it was sort of perfected. Like, Bendis really defined this long form storytelling mm-hmm. in comics, you know, this decompressed storytelling in comics um, that. You know the 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 MCU and the the TV shows and things can lift from, and they can you know give it time to breathe. You know, the TV yeah. shows are very decompressed. You're right <laughs> about that. You don't like a ten hour movie, Sean? No. Um, <laughs> before we move on from Marvel, I do. I, there are a, a few more books that I want to mention. I, I don't think you can talk about this era without uh, Vision. Uh, Tom mm. King, Gabriel <laughs> yeah. Hernandez, Walter. I have, I have uh, just Tom King written down on my list. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, th- if you haven't read Vision, like, you need to. I think of all the books that at least are on my list, if I, if, if I had to tell you one book you need to get, it's Vision. It's wow. so, so, so good. It's your favorite and Tom King work? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Def- well, it's between that and Rorschach, but yeah. Really oh good. wow! Yeah, they might actually. My top two. They yeah. might be my top two as well. Yeah, my top um, two. But are, this are was. Next, yeah. I think this was a little bit before we realized just how good Tom was. We knew about Omega Man that was phenomenal. We knew about Sheriff mm-hmm. of Babylon that was phenomenal. But this, to me, is like a step above even those books. And I was already like, "Wow, this dude is the legit." Yeah, this was okay. that was his star maker for sure. Yeah. And also another uh, thing MCU lifted elements from. For sure. Yeah. Elements. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, it was elements. Uh, also, Immortal Hulk. You, when you talk about... Oh. No? No, I, I agree, but, that, to, but there's a lot, lot of scandals on that one that, that towards well, the end listen, there, that kind of soured you know, it. Yeah. I, I, I still think... what Ten years from now, people might not care or remember about that. But they will remember this run. It's a fantastic run. Yeah. It's fantastic. Al Ewing. Um, don't even remember the artist's name who uh, <laughs> erased. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, Al Ewing took a character in the Hulk that I don't think Marvel knew what to do with. Mm. Um, that's how I really, like, I really feel like that. They introduced totally awesome Hulk. Um, <laughs> they, you know, they, they gave him a yeah. son. They did so many things with the Hulk. Yeah. They shot him into space in the 2000s. And then Al Ewing said, well, Hulk is kind of a horror character, no? And he flipped him on its head, yeah. and that that was it. And Immortal Hulk, fun fact, that I'll remember in 10 years, outsold Batman for yeah. a while. Yep. Uh, it is a Cronenberg Hulk story, and it's amazing. It's like if Cronenberg and Michael Bay uh, did a Hulk thing. It's just like body horror and mass destruction. See, C.W. Gordon has already forgotten the scandals. That's... <laughs> That's, it was that's just a, just a bit of tad coded anti-Semitism, you know. Not from Al Ewing. From, no, no, no. From the artist whose name I just, don't remember. Just for flavor. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I just have two more. Uh, Gwenpool. I have never read a Gwenpool comic. Interesting. Book, but it's good. You cannot talk about the 2010s in Marvel without talking about Gwenpool because I think that just after... Kamala and Miles is Gwenpool in terms of Gwen popularity. Poole, not not uh, Spider Gwen. Oh, oh shit! I meant okay. Spider Gwen. Okay, okay. I was gonna yeah. say I, okay. I'm with you. Yeah, I yeah, love yeah. Gwenpool. <laughs> Gwenpool too, but Spider Gwen. Yeah. The bringing okay. back yeah, yeah, of yeah, Gwen yeah, Stacy yeah. and making her, you know, sort of a a character who can be sort of different things. Modern, modern. Yeah, yeah. modernizing her, bringing her into the fold. I think that that was a, a huge move on Marvel's part and a risky bet. And risky is something that I think Marvel was throughout the 2010s. And I think we've lost that. Kale, you're making a face. The reason I say it's risky <laughs> is because of the audience that doesn't want to see Gwen touched. I count I, myself I, among them. Or I, I, guess, I guess my pushback on that would be that, you know, it happened in Spider-Verse and it's an alternate reality character. So it's not really, I don't know. I don't, to me, that's not risky. It's, it's as such. Risky from a company that has uh, been known to uh, uh, reduce the uh, same-sex relationships in their uh, Pixar films. So, like, eh, it's the capital uh, lowercase R risky. I, I would agree with. Yeah. Well, we're talking if we're talking about Marvel comics. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think Spider Gwen has to be in that conversation. Yeah, absolutely agree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the last one that I that I wanted to shout out is House and Powers. Believe it or not, it's 2019, that's, right? That's 2019. Um, Jonathan Hickman. I didn't even mention Secret Wars. I, I I had it at the top of my list and I wanted to save it, but just Jonathan Hickman. Jonathan Hickman was the main character of Marvel. Fuck actual characters in Marvel. Jonathan Hickman was the main character. See, see, here are the hits: Secret Wars, New Avengers, and. Uh, just Avengers, um, uh, Fantastic Four, and House and Powers slash X Men. Oh, you're forgetting Secret Warriors, Sean. The the Secret best Warriors. One. Yo, I love the, Secret, the wheel. One. The wheel. I Yo, love that book. The, it, w the Secret Warriors is a template of the everything wheel? that would come in yep, all wheel. of Hickman's stuff. Uh, check out Secret Warriors. Stefano Caselli on art. Uh, oh, Bendis, I believe, co-wrote some of it too. Yes, uh, right. earlier stuff. Cole wrote. I think yeah, that yeah, was yeah. a yeah <laughs> marketing ploy because Hickman was just the FF guy. And, yeah, yep, he was a nobody. Um, but yeah, so many hits from from Hickman. Hickman carried Marvel, I think. Um, and 
is to me the creator of the 2010s. But I know that you know we didn't actually ask that question. Um, uh, Shenron, I think it was shouted out. Secret Empire. Talk about risky. Secret Empire was a huge risk for Marvel. It, and they immediately backtracked. <laughs> I'm they proud of Marvel for putting it mid, out. They backtracked mid-story, I feel. Oh, earlier than that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's 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 Marvel in the 2010s. I think Marvel succeeded greatly in the 2010s in modernizing itself. Um, and embracing an audience that was increasingly diverse and interested in seeing new things. And I think Marvel provided that. It wasn't perfect. Um, there were some dry spells, but I think they tried hard, and I give them credit for that. And frankly, I think they had a lot more hits than misses. Yeah, I think so. Agreed, too. yeah, yeah. Uh, their misses were mostly in the X-Men realm, but, you know. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's not even talk about that. Let's <laughs> yeah. just leave it at House of yeah. Powers I mean, and forget if, everything if, else. I would say the X-Men in the 2010s did define comics at that point, define them as, oh, we're only pushing the stuff that we have movie rights to. Uh, here's yeah. evidence. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. And that, yeah, if we had more time, I would love to. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. One, one day we'll do this in a more uh, you know, official capacity. I, um, DC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. D- DC went through a lot in the 2010s. A lot of upheaval. The New 52 was their big initiative to start the uh, to start the decade, holding the line at 299. I'll remember that in 10 years. Um, I would say that 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 uh, little gimmick, the little uh, a- advertising thing, fucking genius. Oh, it worked. It was brilliant. I love so it. Good. That's why I make fun of it. That's a good. It's a good rhyme. That defined the um, 2010s for me. Sean, Sean's gonna be on his deathbed. <laughs> Two ninety nine. Yeah, it's gonna, it's, it's gonna be his. The uh... line. Hey, by the way, in chat, highlight your messages, please. If you if you want us to read them, if you want to shout out books, highlight your messages. It's, uh, um, it's Sean's Sean's uh, uh, rosebud. <laughs> let's not talk about let's not talk about my rosebud on this podcast. Um, I think I, I got a hot take. I think DC in the 2010s had a better roster of creators. Um, when you look at the, the creators that they had for the New 52, who they launched with, who was working, Grant Morrison, uh, Gail Simone, Jim Lee, Scott Snyder, uh, obviously is a little later on, but Tom King, um, uh, who's the, uh, shoot, uh, Jeff Johns. How can you forget Jeff Johns? Tinian um, early on. Oh, Sean, how can you forget Jeff Johns? I know, right? Uh, Tinian, um, who's never done a Marvel, I don't think. Um, like, so, so, so many heavy hitters at DC at the start of the decade and throughout. Um, and when you're talking about the New 52, there were some big hits. Uh, Justice League. Harris points out Blackest Night. Ooh, uh, that- started in 2009 oh. and ended yeah, in 2010. So ah. a bit of a, I'll give it. I'll, I'll, give I'll, it. I'll allow it. So if you said brightest day, Harris. if you said brightest day, I'd be like, yeah, sure, I get you. I get you. Someone did someone not say brightest day? Sil Stevenson said Superman Rebirth. I was uh, going to shout that out actually. So uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, Superman Rebirth. Do you mind if I just vamp on Superman Rebirth real quick, please? Um, Superman Rebirth, uh, not New 52, because they butchered Superman in New 52 outside of Morrison's action comics. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think Superman Rebirth is what started the the beginning of Superman as a dad. Um, mm. Yeah. It, 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 there was like some weird side story where like the old Superman kind of came back and they merged eventually. It was a little, a little, little fucky wucky. Um, <laughs> but uh, Superman Rebirth by Tomasi and Gleason rekindled my love for Superman as a character. I would say even maybe like started the love for it. Sure, All-Star did it. But like I was never a big Superman guy before that. Uh, if it wasn't written by Grant, Grant Morrison, I wasn't reading Superman. Um, but it changed with uh, Superman Rebirth for me. Hmm. I got to go back and read that. I don't think I read that. It's good stuff, man. And, and, and by the way, I hope this is a learning. There you go. Sorry, Sean, my uh, my mixer broke, so I didn't hear the last four sentences you said. But whatever. I just I just said that uh, there are gems I'm sure that I haven't read, so I hope this is a learning experience for me. Yeah. Um, Ooh, can you guys hear us now? Oh, oh, yeah, oh they good. couldn't yeah, yeah, hear yeah, us no. either. Okay. Yeah, the whole mixer broke, so it wasn't it wasn't doing anything, but we're good. Okay. Uh, and then I said uh, to Alan, "I'm just joking. Don't worry yeah. about it. You don't have to highlight your message. It's fine." Um, so I was speaking quickly about Justice League. I don't actually think that Jeff Johns' Justice League, when it started, was very good. But it's clearly, clearly the most important, relevant Justice League story from a media standpoint that they did in the 2010s. It's everywhere. The DNA of that story is all over the place. Um, and... Happy to say it gets a lot better. Forever Evil is one of my favorite events ever. I really? love that book. It's so good. Um, no? Forever? You don't like Forever Evil? I, I think it's fun. I wouldn't call it good, though. You know, you know what I mean? Like That's also like my opinion of most of the new 52. It's like, yeah. is it fun? Yeah. yeah. Is it good? No. Yep. It's not. By and large, um, I don't think that the new 52 was good. But I do think that a, some amount of it, at least, was iconic and, and like, relevant. And that's why I'm talking about Justice League. Yeah, for, for me, Forever Evil, uh, the Finch art is a little muddy mm -hmm. in places. Um, I do like what it did for Lex and for Captain Cold. Fucking Captain Cold became a Justice League member around that time, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, which is wild. Um, and it made Black Manta kind of uh, A tier, too. Yeah. Um, uh, Black Adam as well. There's a lot of seeds planted there. I'll give you that. Um, and the gimmick of covers around that time was... Oof. Out of control, dude. My <laughs> Out wallet, of control. Man. Oh, my God. You, know, you want to know what comics defined uh, 2010s? DC variant covers. Oh. Uh, there, what was it? Justice League of America, the 52 variants, your, Yo, your holographic the, variants, your oh uh, lenticular 3D variants. Yep. I was like calling up my shop as soon as they opened. Like, yo, make sure you got Scarecrow, Forever Evil, a hold on hold for me. The Clayface one, like, I want that shit. Um, uh, they were, that's like physical comics. I'm like, oh, even though that's the kind of shit that nearly killed comics in the '90s. But you know, it's fine. Mm. Um, Silv brings up Batwoman. Batwoman is absolutely yes. Yep. J. H. Williams, Greg Rucka. Come on, this is. This book is one of the 
most beautiful comics I've ever seen. It's stunning. And Batwoman, Greg Rucka, man. Oh, I feel like Greg Rucka needs his flowers. And he I need to get him on this podcast because I just want to love on Greg Rucka. I think Greg Rucka is brilliant. I really you can't stream that, Sean. Listen, <laughs> only me caressing his earring. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, <We're>, and <laughs> twirling your fingers and his goatee. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> Uh, I, I love it, Lazarus so much. <laughs> yo, yeah, dude. Black magic. I'm just going to whisper that in his ear. Um, Wonder Woman. <laughs> that's that's what it's called when you two get on. It's uh, some black magic going on. <laughs> uh, it's a phenomenal comic book. I think the legacy of it is a little bit sullied by the fact that DC wouldn't allow Batwoman to get married to a woman. Um, but when you talk about LGBTQ plus um, standout books, I think DC and Marvel both didn't have the balls to 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 like really let a character just be who they were in that way. Mm-hmm. And even though in the end they pulled out, and unfortunately we didn't get the full run we were supposed to, um, for what it was, it was special. Yeah, especially uh, they they wouldn't let A tier characters do it. Sure, that, wasn't it around the same time that uh, uh, was it North Star? Uh, yeah, and his got married uh, to his partner in yeah. uh, in X Men. Yeah. Um. So, like, you know, not saying that's nothing, but like, you know, what is a C tier X Men? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. versus like the Batwoman, you know, like major character and they, you know, they wouldn't let him wouldn't let him do it. Well, consider that there was like maybe my time's a little fucky, but I don't think it is. There was no Batgirl, right? Like well, at least at least uh Barbara wasn't Batgirl. She no, was she Oracle. wasn't. No, it was uh it was Stephanie, Stephanie Brown, Brown was Batgirl yeah. at the time. Yep. And you know, I don't want to upset any Stephanie Brown fans. Right? They're ravenous. They're real very, careful. Yeah, be very careful. I think <laughs> Batwoman was much higher profile. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so when it comes to the women of Gotham, Batwoman was holding it down. Yeah. Yeah. She was holding it down when the Batman books were bad. Yeah. Mm. She was Detective Comics. It wasn't Batwoman. It was Detective Comics, which is, right. I think, a, a key a key thing here. That yeah. is the DC book. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Um, um do either of well, I think just it's just seamless to go from Batwoman to Batgirl. Um Okay. I'm curious to see where you go with now, this. Now I am partial to Gil Simone's Batgirl. Mm, but okay. it's not iconic. It's it doesn't define the era. What it did do was it put Barbara back in the costume. And I think that book was phenomenal. But what it led to, I do think is iconic. And I do think belongs in this conversation which is Batgirl or Burnside um, Cameron Stewart, Love. Brandon Fletcher, Babstar yep. like come on for yeah. for a lot of modern Batgirl fans that's what who Batgirl is that's how she looks that's how she acts that's her supporting cast that's Batgirl and also like again modern costume redesigns like yeah that's up there with Captain Marvel Babstar's uh Batgirl is great it, it, it's also 
Uh, again, I think I think I think it picked on the same wave that that Marvel was working on with Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel at the time. Uh, maybe it was something in the zeitgeist there, but got some like lesser known indie people that were like indie darlings with Cameron Stewart and Brendan Fletcher. Mm -hmm. Um, and then getting someone with Babstar who knows fashion and knows how to design well. Um, uh, Cameron Stewart designed. Uh, yes. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Babstar did the interiors. Yeah. 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 Just it ha- it, like that's such a hit. And that's what you hope for, right? Like you hope mm-hmm. that you can take a character like Batgirl and go, all right, we're going to make an icon. And obviously Batgirl's been around for a long time. She's an icon in her own right. But to reinvigorate her like that, that was a special moment. Yep. And then um, the, the picture we have of uh, Batgirl in, the, in her movie. That's right. looking a lot like uh, like that that costume. So Looking Burnside-y. It's a Doc Martens that do it for me. <laughs> yeah. Those work. Um, Flashpoint. Is it good? Oh, oh boy. Listen, I don't think so. Come I don't know on. if we're allowed to talk about that. <laughs> Come, on. Come on. Put it in the trash. Animated animated film, right? <laughs> the, the rolling your eyes is the uh, appropriate response to not only the animated film, but anything we're. But again, we're not talking about we're not talking about best here. We're 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 not not talking best. We're talking about defined. Flashpoint. But just because they want it to define it doesn't mean it does. But it does. Forced definition. Yeah. It 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 led us into the new fifty two. Um, it's the basis of um, an upcoming movie. Uh, we sure about that? (laughs) Well, we'll see. (laughs) I think Flashpoint is is major. I really do. I think I I I absolutely think. That fla- if if I don't know this to be a fact, but I bet Flashpoint is still right now one of the top selling trades for DC. Oh, I, I don't doubt that. But I would say without uh, Flashpoint, it'd be I think the world would be a better place without Flashpoint. We'd be we'd be uh, absolutely we'd have a lot less assaults around the world. All right, all and less right. babies <laughs> with guns. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Um, Kel, you want to shout one out? A DC one? one. I actually hate DC in this decade. For okay. the most yeah. part. It's um, the antithesis of what you like in DC Comics. Yeah. 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 Um, I 1000% hated the new 52. Even I've cooled on it uh, on the hate. But uh, man, when it happened, I was fucking done. Uh, that shift helped s- stop me reading comics for a while. <clears throat> um, well, then. <laughs> I, man. I, the the stuff that was going on at DC just it it you know they it was it felt half assed and it felt non committal um because you know they would like you know in terms of like Batman they were talking about this great big reset but Batman had uh Dick. Uh, as Nightwing at like 25 or whatever, but Damien had still been oh. his sidekick for five years or some oh, shit. Yeah, shit yeah. And then they reset uh, Green Lantern, but only sort of. I just absolutely Very, ridiculous. Uh, cherry picking. Yeah. yeah. It was messy, to be sure, and it was confusing and frustrating, but people who read that stuff now, they don't know about it. I don't know. That. I would say, they, yeah, the the best part of New Fifty Two, I think, is re, it, it reinvigorated the mystic side of the DC universe. 
it made that mainstream. Uh, I think books like Demon Knights, uh, Swamp Thing, both Snyder's and Souls runs, uh, Just League Dark, I Vampire, Frankenstein Agents of Shade, like there is stuff there. Animal Man by Jeff Lemire, uh, fucking one of my favorite books. Um, it did stuff there that was uh, that we are seeing now. You know, with the Swamp Thing TV show that got canceled, um, but we're seeing it in maybe Justice League Dark if that ever comes out. Um, That's not coming out. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. But yeah, no, that was what it did for me at least. Batman, Snyder and Capullo. Yeah, it's on, it's on this image I put on here. <laughs> yeah, like that. Court of Owls. You, you you almost don't even need to say anything else. Could you say that it reinvigorated Batman? Because I wouldn't say that. I don't I, say I, reinvigorated. Batman was strong. I'm just saying yeah. it's iconic. Yeah, I think fair. I think yeah. that from a from a non-comics fan standpoint, if you're walking into a comic book store and you're going to get a Batman book, it's probably going to be from Scott Snyder at this point. I think it's probably going to be him. It's probably going to be Court of Owls. And Court of Owls is going to be a movie at some point. They teased it a little bit in Batgirl, um, which we already know, even though it's not out yet. Um, and the masks, you always, whenever you go to Comic-Con, you always see that mask. It made Scott mind. Snyder probably a very rich man, but also one of the most recognizable creators in comics. Greg Capullo was already a superstar, but holy shit, what did it do for his career? They're Batman. I think is the crown jewel of DC in this era. I don't know. That's all it was. I'm concerned. (laughs) (laughs) I would also say that it was good to a point where it made everything else look bad. Like it was almost like too good for a lot of lines. Absolutely. I think that's a hundred percent true. Yeah, because like I'm reading Super I'm reading Superman at the same time, which was like uh who was it? It's like in one of the old heads at uh Superman, not action. Superman, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, I couldn't tell you. Because um, Gmo was on action. Yeah, that I remember. Was it Tomasi? Uh, yeah. No, no, no. Oh. Flash. The New 52 Flash cemented the Flash for me. Mm. Uh, that's, oh, uh, fair. Bucoletto. Bucatello and Manipal, uh, yeah. Yep. Oh, uh, man. Oh, man. To me, Manipal's that good, good Flash. Oof. Where is he? Oh, he's doing, doing uh, he's stuff. doing he's one doing of Snyder's team. Scott Tober things, isn't he? Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Clear. Okay. He did. Yeah, one of those. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, I totally agreed, Kale. That, that's that's a great call out. Uh, I don't have anything to say about this one, but I think it's worth mentioning. Injustice. I think. You know, with mm. a super successful video game, um, a rare video game comic tie-in that actually i can't say is as successful because you know it's just not it's it's not that'll that'll never happen but i think it had the equivalent success that the game had like the equivalent in comics injustice comics are huge um i think that helped to launch tom taylor's career um and people love them Sorry, I looked up who uh, did superman when it first launched new 52 and i feel bad now it was written by george perez <laughs> Uh, George Perez, uh, Jesus Marino, and Nicola Scott on it. Oh, Nicola Scott. Wow. Yeah. Um, and uh, the last one I have to shout out. <laughs> you guys are going to hate me. Doomsday Clock. I don't hate you. Oh. 
no, I think it's uh, it's good. It gave us that good uh, Watchmen Renaissance there in the middle there, which gave me probably one of my favorite TV shows of all time. So, um, I'm pretty sure Doomsday Clock didn't give you the Watchmen. No, I'm TV saying show. like no, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm saying there was an IP revival that Doomsday Clock was a part of at the yeah. time. Oh yeah, um, it's yeah. the first official crossover between DC and uh, Watchmen. Um, Hopefully, last. <laughs> yeah, I, I hope so too. Uh, I think it's really great. It ends weird, but I think overall it's super strong. It has a phenomenal creative team: Gary Frank and um, and, uh, and Brad yeah, Anderson guy. and Jeff Johns, the racist. Sorry, whoops. Um, <laughs> maybe that's, maybe that's why you can't remember. Allegedly, I, I'm it's, struggling it's, to remember Jeff Johns' name today, guys. I don't know it's starting to starting to slip out because of <laughs> yeah. all the racism. Um, but yeah, I feel like I I do think people will still be reading doomsday clock um years down the line have you guys read it since coming out in single issues i'm, I'm dying to nope because those delays i think uh soured me on the book a bit like i, I feel like mm-hmm. as a whole that book's probably really fucking good yeah the delays were rough for sure uh, so says it's, it's, it's a great, great read, read. Yep. i i i'm inclined to agree did we miss anything from dc uh just uh, for the, the past conversation, Flashpoint is number 34 in trades on Amazon. That's fucking good. What's number one? What's for, number for DC, one? I mean. Number oh. one is uh, <laughs> Batman Fortnite. Yep. All right. Let's, go, let's, let's, let's do it, guys. Let's, let's, let's pop the, some uh, 90 pots and uh, yeah, go down the, uh, to Tilted Amazon. Towers and uh, take a nice pump shotgun after you chug some chug jugs. Uh, am I saying the these things fuck? correctly? Uh, DC, I think, <laughs> I, I think there's one more I, I have for DC though. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Azarello and Cliff Chang's Wonder Woman might be one of my, it's the best Wonder Woman run I've ever read. That's um, new 52. Yeah, it is. And it, it made Wonder Woman readable for me. <laughs> um, Earth One I, stuff. I think, yeah, yeah, I think, um, uh, I think when you lead in, lean into the mythological side of Wonder Woman, that's what I like. Um, and that's all that book was. Yeah. Um, and also it's Cliff Chang. Yeah. I have, I have it, uh, Cliff Chang's Wonder Woman is the only absolute edition I have. Wow. Yeah. I'm partial to the Rucka, Nicholas Scott, Liam Sharp, Wonder Woman, but I don't think that yeah, I've never read it. So people I don't, don't like it as much. Point to it. Um, you, you, don't, you don't like the uh, Jody Picoult uh, Wonder Woman? can't speak to that um that was post infinite crisis is that right yeah she she wrote the notebook right she's a yeah novelist yeah. Yeah. no it's not the notebook but she did do she was a, a romance novelist yeah. yeah 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 i think dc kind of struggled in the 2010s uh from kind a, of. yeah yeah from a creative eh, i guess from a creative standpoint um i think there was a lot of editorial uh yeah over management we did a whole show a couple years ago about like the expose on the new 52 how crazy Mm. it was to Mm. work at dc during that time and why some of the books weren't good and and could have been good but you know got ruined um i think that now dc seems to kind of be finding themselves a little bit they've got something going with the uh with the black label um, diversifying their line and putting out things for more kinds of people. 
but I think it's taken us a long time to get there, and I'm still not satisfied with what they're putting out. I would say I'm less satisfied with DC right now than I was 10 years ago. In, in the last decade, we had the highs of Young Animal being uh, coming out, which I thought was like a real fun little section, mm-hmm. and the lows of Vertigo being dissolved. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, let's do indie. So for indie, we're just talking everything that's not big, too. Uh, yeah, my favorite one is uh, Temple of Doom. Oh God! Oh, tried. Oh, oh, sorry, independent books. Sorry. <laughs> um, Kel still trying to figure it out. <laughs> I think I you could do better than that. That yeah. was. I, I think the tens were. You know, you could forget the big two. I think the tens were the decade of the indie comic. I think the image revival created a storm and a wave that so many other companies were able to ride and and rise in Uh, boom studios they're more so a now thing like a a this you know the 2020s thing but they they came up um we've seen so many uh what's the one um oh gosh the one that put out fear fearscape vault scout vault yes vault Vault. Vault. scout too um awa black mask i don't think any of them not a single solitary one exists if not for images revival um they set the table and they set the table with saga it it also uh, uh, it was with saga like that was they put like marketing behind it there was buzz you know there was like big two feeling buzz around that book when it first came out even though I think the first lines of the book are, it feels like I'm shitting. Like, you know, like it was also like, <laughs> could have fucking sold it with that. Yeah, I know. Um, no, I, I agree. Saga was like the book. Um, but I, I don't know if Saga exists without Walking Dead. Like Walking Dead's mm. fame kind of started then, even though the book didn't start then uh, in that decade. Uh, but the fame really started gaining traction. But like, I think because of that, it allowed books like Saga to be marketed like oh from the same publisher that made the walking dead you know that sort of thing i certainly wouldn't uh disagree with that i think that's definitely true i think walk like it's hard to talk about image without talking about walking dead the tv show yeah Um, yeah and then of course you know people always say that uh you know outside media doesn't translate into sales for comics i think maybe maybe so for the big two not true at all for indie comics um the Walking Dead, gangbuster numbers. The Boys, gangbuster numbers. Like all those books end up doing crazy numbers. Um, Saga, I think, though, is special in the sense that I think Saga brought in so many new fans. And Saga doesn't have an outside of comics thing, it's just a comic book. And I say that with all due respect to comic books. Mm-hmm. That's what I love so much about it. When when it's over, they do like a movie, they do whatever, sure. But like Invincible, I love the idea that it's run and the, the it's the success of it is pure comics. I love that. Mm. And I would say it's also written in a way that's pure comics. Like it was it's it's the king or queen of the cliffhanger page, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like in, in an age yeah. where comics were just made as a serial medium, you know, it's just like, all right, we'll just wait for the next one. Like 
but you can read it in a trade and it works fine in a trade like saga is written for the single issue i still yeah. feel honestly yeah um uh which is something just especially back then didn't happen at all like oh we're gonna oh, release that was this in the collection that was the era of the trade weight we were like yeah yep. Oof. yep definitely can't say enough good things about saga it took fifty thousand years to come back from hiatus but you know they had also launched a oh here's an independent sci-fi book um for the next uh, half decade i would say yeah yep yeah totally um we talked about invincible you know it, it didn't start in the 2010s it started much earlier than that but it ended in that decade and look it was still a juggernaut for you know for image it was still doing really well um uh I, I honestly was shocked at how many people loved it. I didn't I didn't know. Um, it wasn't until I met Pete actually that I realized because he couldn't stop talking about it. Um, he wouldn't stop talking about it. <laughs> I think he's doing it right now. I hear him somewhere. Imagine. Yeah, hear him um, all the way in Philly. <laughs> Not loud. <laughs> this is where I need help though. This is where I need help because in terms of iconic, I couldn't think of too many more. I had something as killing his children. Um. Which I that's think tail started. End. That's tail end. Yeah, that's yeah. 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 So, but that's all I had. Huh. For for era defining books. Mm. I I think, man, image itself really. You know, I think the work they did on books uh, sold indie books in a more iconic way than most of the books themselves. Yeah. That sentence yeah. made sense at all. I get it. Yeah. Um, you know, because I can think of four or five image books off the top of my head that to me are iconic, but right. it's not more iconic in the broader picture than this image boom itself. Yeah. I agree with you, and I think uh, it's hard to nail a comic down. I would say there are waves, and then there are harbingers of those waves. I would say Saga and maybe, like, Black Science would be other wave of, like, the sci-fi thing. Yeah. I would look at stuff like um, Fatale being the wave of, like, oh, crime books are coming back, you know? Uh, Brubaker's Fatale and maybe um, uh, uh, The Fade Out, another one. Um you're not going to talk would, about Kill or Be Killed? You're going to do that? No, because I think it's well into the the wave of it coming out. You know what I mean? I wouldn't say that's a harbinger of it. I, I would say it might be the best one of them. But, um, Fair enough. Uh, I do. I, gotta, I do I have one, actually. Uh, but from Boom. Um, uh, Power Rangers. I think. Um, oh, I have one from, from that's from legit as well. Yep. I think, I think uh, the launch of Power Rangers as a, a comic, a, a modern Power Rangers comic, and then leading up to... Uh, Battle of the Grid, for the Grid, or the fuck that book's called, um, re reinvigorated the Power Rangers in a in a huge way and launched uh, a thousand copycats. Hey, Radiant Black, right? That's yeah. Uh, I mean, even even actual fucking Ultraman at uh, Marvel right now, like yeah, that might not happen. That's absolutely huge. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For me, it's uh, Lumberjanes. Lumberjanes, kind of yes. Lumberjanes and Nimona, I think at the time really 
it was like, hey, serialized comics for YA audiences are viable. Um, we don't need to just do, uh, uh, you know, stuff like um, collected stuff that goes in the kids section of Barnes and Noble. Like we can do issue by issue stuff that comes out. Lean yeah. in on the digital end a bit. Um, I would say those two are, are big deals, honestly. Sex criminals. Harris points out. I think that you talking about the book. Or Reed Richards. Zing. <laughs> Se- sex again. criminal says the Night Stalker. <laughs> <laughs> He's heroic. Yeah, um, so, were, so were the sex criminals. They were. Oh, no, they yeah, just robbed banks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the 2010s for, in, for indie comics are defined by... Indie in, comics. Indie com- <laughs> yeah, indie comics. Just being good, being accessible, being notable, people talking about them. Um, you know, it feels like finally there were places for creators that, you know, not just the top, top, top tier names, but like people to make their bones and put out amazing work while they work up the ranks. I talked about, we talked about a book from vault comics, you know, fearscape. That's a fire book. It's really good Mm -hmm. by vault comics. You might not have even heard of it, you know? And I think that if you look at any of the publishers that came in that era, you're going to find a gem. And again, like there's a lot that I'm not familiar with. So please share them because I would love to find those books. I would say it also changed the dynamic too. It shifted it. I think previously it was, oh, you write independent books, then you can do big two. And then it became, no, 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 no. Create your own is where you want to go. It's like, then you may, you, you, you kind of start off in the big two, really. Yeah. And then right. you get to do like your big image book that you've been holding on to to actually uh, gain the rights to. Um, so I think the whole dynamic was uh, it almost was like an access access event um, for comic book dynamic. <laughs> Talk about low lights of the of, of, of the the yeah, the that's there, a, but yeah, that's a whole other episode. Um, and you know what? I hope that the best is yet to come. I do for the two thousand tens. Well, for you know comics. Um, I think I think the 2010s were really exciting. I hope that the 2020s are as well. Um, I would like to see the big two be exciting again. I feel like right now they're not exciting, and that's the biggest problem that they have. Um, I don't know how to solve that. I think some of the things that happened in the 2010s, like the alienation of top tier creators at both companies, mm. lower page rates. Um, more tightening of, of, of constriction as far as what creators could do is what led to the image revival in a lot of ways because uh, Vaughn, Brubaker, Remender, Fraction, they were all alienated. They didn't want to do it anymore. And they left. And they made buco bucks mm-hmm. doing their own books. Um, so hopefully Marvel and DC can lure some of those people back in. But if not... Fuck it. <laughs> Let the industry be great. Let comics be great. And here's to hopefully a tremendous decade uh, that we're two years into. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, let us know your thoughts about the 2010s. Did we miss anything? I'm sure we missed things. Please put in the comments what books we missed because I genuinely want to go back and do some reading into that stuff. Um, you know, 
There's too many comics to keep up with all that stuff. Um, but yeah, let us know your thoughts. 300 is the next episode. This feel this is a three hour episode. Uh, 300. This could be next. two episodes. I could easily split this into two episodes. Honestly, I don't know. We'll see. Um, let us know if you want to if you want to send us anything again. The comics pals at gmail.com. You can send us a voice message. You can send us an audio message. If you don't know how, write in and ask us how you can do that. You can do a voice memo, like Kale said earlier, and just send it in an email. Whatever you want to do, please do. We would love, love, love to read, listen, or watch your comments next week. It's going to be a big show. It's going to be a lot of fun. You, you heard um, it here first, first, folks. Sean loves to watch. So I do. I do. <laughs> uh, Patreon.com slash the comics pals support the show for as little as $3 a month. You'll get our newsletter access. If you want to be awesome, you could do even more and we'll shout you out. You do 10 bucks. We'll shout you out on the show. Um, give you a superhero nickname and an origin story that will last forever. Just like the comics that define the 2010s. If you want to watch this show live, twitch.tv slash the comics pals every single Saturday at 10 15 AM Eastern Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern for Pals Pulls. Yeah, we should do, we should drink. We we will drink. I will be drinking. Uh, honestly, if, if if Marvel wants to start streaming their uh, Hall H panel uh, for New York uh, for San Diego Comic Con, maybe. Yeah, maybe. why not? Uh, YouTube.com slash the Comics Pals. Subscribe for free. Like the video. Share with your friends. All that's free to do. Helps out a lot more than it costs you. Join our Discord server. We're always looking to add more cool like-minded people to that server almost every commenter that we read comments from today is in our discord so yeah yo we're popping off today yeah thank you so much yeah you guys were amazing today really appreciate it thank you for sticking by with a longer episode we normally don't do these anymore but this was a meaty one uh so let's get into the plug so we can cut out kale thank you so much for listening to this episode of the comics pals you can find me and my work at kaleward.com that's c-a-l-e-w-a-r-d.com uh and Catherine is always amazing she said it uh you can find me on twitter and instagram at toto in tow that's t-o-t-o-i-n-t-o-w um man i'm just always thinking about pokemon just always oh have you seen the leaks no oh they're out there Avo- Avo- yeah they freaking are i'm avoiding very them, early like, very early uh game comes out in november it's still early, I feel, for leaks. Leaks uh, usually are like a so. month in advance, but yeah. Uh, but uh, playing Pokemon White for the first time, and hmm. I had hmm. a bad opinion about it, uh, but I think I'm changing my mind. I'm actually having a really good time. Kale, do you want to say on record why you didn't choose Pokemon Black? <laughs> I couldn't. Well, you're not going to believe. I couldn't find Black on hmm. Facebook. Somehow I believe okay. that. <laughs> okay. uh, maybe I'll get black too. Oh, I okay. thought you. I thought you said maybe I'll get blacked. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hold on. A moment. So, nobody Photoshop a cow on that couch. That's for no, sure. Don't do that. Oh my god! <laughs> it's the Piper Perry meme. Is that what that is? Yes. Not that yes. I would with, the, with DC characters. Uh, yeah, it's all, all wildcats. <laughs> the jsa behind him <laughs> i'm doing that later that's for sure um yeah you could uh i'm up right um yeah you could follow me at the tyler olson on instagram and twitter um what am i 
What am I doing this this week? Um, talk to me about. I've been playing a game called Naraka Blade Point. It is a Chinese game. Um, you can tell because there's way too many menus. Um, but it is essentially a sword fighting battle royale. Huh. Um, it's on Game Pass if you have Xbox Game Pass. Um, uh, but also it's free to play as well. Oh. Um, it is uh it's it's fun. It's got like uh some good counter mechanics in it. Um there's different heroes who have different like special moves. Um there's about like a dozen different weapons. Um it, it's kind of fun. It's good. I'm I'm a big fan of battle royale games. I'm doing a lot of them Fortnite things, you know, trying to reclaim my youth. Um it's called Naraka Blade Point. N A N A R A K A Naraka. Put it in the chat, please. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll do that. I'll do that. Um, but yeah, that's where you can uh, you can find me. Yep. I'm on Twitter and Instagram only at Sean Soapbox. Uh, you know what, man? I'm just looking forward to 300. That's all I got. Oh, oh when you, you know what? When you watching it? Never. Uh, look. Oh, look at him! Ayo. He's reading the manga. I'm, I'm holding Ay in my hand. Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man, hive, rise up. Boom, 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 boom. That's our oh, next book club. Um, I had to yeah. buy it. We'll recording Tuesday, it. right? I know that's that's un, un, that's we're, undercover we're, stuff. We're but. Recording Tuesday, yeah. Come on, that cover okay. don't do nothing for you, Sean. Fuck, I got not a it. single thing. Wow, wow! Typical uh, East Master over here, or no, the West Master. He's the West Master. I am the West Master. You yeah. say it right. Um, I will say I have uh, I did have a if you guys want to follow me on Twitter I did have a Twitter interaction with Natasha Leone so I'm still uh, running on the high of that. Who is that? Uh, uh, it's 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 uh, she is the lead actress in uh, uh, Russian Doll. She was in Russian Orange Doll. Is the New Black. I was gonna oh. say that Thursday show. It was yeah 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 uh, uh, yeah she uh, was in American Pie. I'm a big Natasha Leone fan, and she like she was responded. Uh, yeah, she was one. Of, she was like the the burnout girl on American Pie. I feel like that's yeah. her bag, like just a burnout. Yeah, we were like talking she... about Muppets, so I was like, oh, my New York crush uh, responded to me, noticed me, senpai. That's what people say, right? So that's right. uh, well, that's been getting me. You're single now. Is Natasha Damn. Leone single? I'll just put that on Front Street. I already put it on front sheet earlier, Sean. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, there's only one way to find out. All right, listen. This, this true, is true, true. She likes the Muppets, too. So. We got to go. Show her your Muppet another time. Thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you for episode 300. Until then, we're the Comic Spell signing off. Take care. Right. See, see you next week. week.